This is Tom King, co-writer of Grayson from DC Comics. And I just want to say, I love 11 o'clock comics, but not as much as I love Dick. Grayson. <laughs> Got a little bit of a room in there too. A little bit. Your microphone got shot. Well, yeah, hold it up. Push what is mic back. So I mean, look at everything. You are blasting the needle. Not really. Yeah. My game hasn't moved. I haven't done anything different from last year. The pain. Hey. Ain't no game. Mark and rock. If you text me, you can hear I text you all the time on Facebook. Hey. Oh, I do. When I was taking a uh, photo of the buddy coat uh-huh. camp, I go in and I'm, I'm going into the iPhone camera the way I usually do. And Nina walks up to me. She's giving me the stink face. And she goes, look at And she shows me that little camera in the corner that you can just look, swipe. Right? To, yeah, to get right to the camera. You don't have to... Oh, oh, know. swipe up, yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I don't know these things. Nope. Oh, you didn't know that? No, why, why would on, I care? Jesus, man, that. come on. I hate these this devices. Is, no, you hate that you don't live near us. so we can kind of Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Right. School me. School you on this shit. You so you know crazy. Who else schools you? The, um, uh, I just don't, I don't, just don't like the devices, man. We're slaves. We're slaves to them. Says the man living in Facebook Messenger. That's different. I don't do it on my phone. What about this new Facebook Groups? What about that? I don't even know what that is. They just split off a, a Groups app. From- ah, shit. Yep. <laughs> One of my fucking iPhone screens is just going to be nothing but Facebook apps. That's what they want. That's crazy. This is what they want. This is what they get. Zuckerberg said he said that uh, to continue to be down- dominant, they need to be many things to many different people. Wow. We are one thing, and that is here on 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 343. Yowza. And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Hi. Hi. Hi, David. You are, in fact, David, and you are, in fact, Vince. But more importantly, I am the great fondue. (laughs) I need to dip my chocolate in you. Mm -hmm. You are not. Or banana. Yeah, there we go. The case, maybe. You are not the great fondue. No way. You're Jason Wood, everybody here. We're um all in the house this week. Just us. Yes. Just us, we have, we have a lot. <laughs> I like that. We have a lot to talk about. Most of which will be Marvel. Yes. So it's get be a Marvel heavy night. <laughs> oh man. That's so good. It is colder. Than a frost giant's tank. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. For real. Why is it so cold? It's unnatural. Cold vortex. You know, uh-huh. it is. It, I, I consider myself a winter person. I'm a, I was born in the winter. I, I've always considered it to be my favorite season. But really, there, there's something about uh, like this sudden drop into frigidness. It, it, it can't we? Can a brother go from? You know, the 50s to the 40s and then get into the 30s before yeah. we get into the teens. You like a gradual. Yeah, brother, brother's looking white. at an 18 degree thermometer right now. Yeah, that's not, see, it, and it's not even Thanksgiving. If like, if it was December, I could maybe. Right? Cut them some slack, but it's like, dude, it's the middle of fucking November. Why 
is it below not below why why is it why is it freezing temperatures outside and on that front in all seriousness shout out to all of our friends and listeners up in the in the northern upstate new york buffalo and the surrounding yes. areas because y'all i i mean i i seriously hope you're all keeping safe because that, that is some craziness 75 what seven feet in some places already right isn't that yeah right? they're, they're saying it by the time friday ends we they could be looking at like 100 plus inches absolutely wow. in, in, insane yes. so seriously I, I just hope everybody's safe and that your homes are okay and but uh, that's just crazy. And it's not like it was even like a blizzard or anything, or it was a huge front coming. It's fucking lake effects now. Yep. It is. And they best bundle up. And you know who else is bundling <laughs> up? Bundles. Who's got them bundles? <laughs> Who's got, got bundle the bundles? DCBS. DCBS Discount Comic Book Service has the bundles. Three of them. Listen to this. From Valiant. Here's the roll call. Valiant number two. On it. Evar. Time Walker number one. On it. Quantum and Woody must die, number one. Rye, number six. You should be on that one. Unity, number 14. Exo Man of War, number 32. Eternal Warrior, Days of Steel, number three. Death Defying Dr. Mirage, which is a great series. Yep, number five. And Q2, The Return of Quantum and Woody, number four. You would expect to pay $35.91 for all those comics elsewhere, but at Discount Comic Book Service, you will get all those comics I just mentioned. That's two, four, six, eight, nine appreciate? comics. Nine comics for seventeen dollars and ninety-five cents, fifty percent off. That is nice. Here's a good reason to uh, throw some money Dynamite's way. A, a riskless proposition. You get all of the King Features books, all the first issues of the King Features books: Flash Gordon, Mandrake, Prince Valiant, The Phantom, and Jungle Jim. For nine dollars and ninety-seven cents, I did it. I hope you do it too. I'm very, very curious and excited because we got Brent Schoonover on these things, Ron Salas, we got Lee Ferguson, Roger Langridge is writing one of them, Paul Tobin. These are good people, and they're working for Dynamite, so I'm expecting good things. Good things also comes out of Image because you can get Casanova, the new mini called Acedia Number One. You can't. Dying in the Dead, number one. Ninth Generation, number one. Rain, which is a funky spelled R-E-Y-N, number one. And Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Roses, a new iteration of the Stray Bullets story. All those books, $9.74. Oh, yeah. That's that's 50% off. You're not going to find these things cheaper anywhere. Hail to the nah. Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Tell them we sent you because they don't mind late orders. They don't mind order additions, and your previews is going to cost you less than a dollar. Holla. Say woot, David. Woot. David. Thank you. Yeah. And we mentioned Valiant. There is a ton of stuff going on at Valiant because they're giving you gifts, two very special gifts. The first is the Valiant number one, which is an entirely self-contained prestige format miniseries by who? Jeff Lemire, Matt Kent, yes. Paulo Rivera. It is gorgeous. I've read it. It is awesome. The adversary, the design is I incredible. I know the, way the, the different looks split open uh-huh. into yes, yeah, great. Um, we've talked about it here. You got your Bloodshot, Geomancer, Eternal Warrior. It's a big deal, and you should definitely uh, scoot under the door before it hits the floor. It comes out on December tenth. It's three ninety nine for a prestige format book. That's insane. 
And the second little uh, present Valiant is shooting your way is called the Valiant First Look. You get a bird's eye view into the forthcoming Valiant Next Initiative. What's that? Well, they're trying to keep the books fresh. They're cycling them. They're doing new series, new mini-series, some of which, Ivar Timewalker, Divinity, number one, uh, Imperium, number one, Ninjak, by our man Matt Kent, yep. and, and Clay Man, and Bloodshot Reborn, number one, by Jeff Lemire. Yep. Woot! These are all coming out in from January to April, but you can get a peek at them in this Valiant First Looks thing. You go to Comixology with the big X, Comics Plus, Madefire, and DriveThroughComics.com. You could see them. You can download it. And you can get this thing in real-world comic shops, I'm sure. I'm sure. You've been, yeah, if you've been curious about the Valiant books but never took the bite, for shame. Now's your chance to get it on the ground floor and ride that new wave of Valiant because it's going to be incredible. Church. Yes, these are long promos in the beginning, but you know what? They're fun. They're worth it. Well, and we love that you're back to do them. For real. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you're the man. That. I am not the man. I'm one of the men. One of three men. Yes. Who's going to talk about a whole mess of Marvels after we talk about what we're drinking. Word huh. up. Who's going first? I, didn't, I did not let you down no. this week. What? Yes. Oh, we don't even have a guest. Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Wow. Look at oh, you. you I love Sam Adams. I know it's not a microbrew or a, a fancy smancy, you know, trendy thing. Sam Adams tastes really good to me. That's why I drink you it. Know, well, that's I, what's important. I yep. had a, uh, I had a, uh, winter's lager today. Where'd you have that? Uh, during lunch. You, what? Well, not on campus. We went out for lunch. So I had a beer with lunch. That's nice. awesome. I wish I could do that. Well, I probably could do that. You probably could do that. Yeah. yeah. I should just bring a case of beer and put it underneath my desk. I don't, I, I don't usually, I actually, when, when we go, depending on where we go, if, um, some places I'll just have the cranberry and seltzer or if we go to the pizzeria and I'm having a salad, I won't drink anything because I, I have water at work, but. Wait, 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 wait. Well, if you go to the pizzeria yeah, and you have I, salad. I do. I, when, when we go to the pizzeria, cause I don't want to, because the slices are huge and I don't want all that bread. So I, um, I get, I get a salad with, with, uh, grilled chicken and, uh, mm-hmm. gorgonzola, no dressing. And you watch people eat pizza. Well, I watched a minion scarf down his, his buffalo chicken slice. Yeah, I bet he does. It, <laughs> that looks, that's like watching two hot chicks doing it. Sucks like, it down like Coca-Cola. You got, you gotta want it. Don't but you? I, I can have pizza other times. I just, I don't, plus if we, depending on the day, once I have that slice, I'm done for the rest of the day. We have a meeting and I'm just shot. I'm not paying attention. You're a shit. man of great so, discipline. Um, but Control. today after the morning I had, I said, well, when we're going to lunch, depending on where we're going, I am going to have a beer. And I did. So I had, I, it was the first, uh, Sam's winter I had this year. And it's the appropriate time to have it. It is. It is. It, it hit the spot in more ways than one. Good. Yeah. Um, what are you drinking, Jason? I'm I'm drinking a brand new for me at least wine, never before imbibed. <laughs> it is a Francis Coppola mm. Reserve Petit Syrah from 2012. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's quite good. It's uh, it, uh the uh, all I can say is the dude can not only direct but he can make himself some good grape. I have not had any of of the Coppola wine yet. 
I don't well, think he's making it himself, is he? he well, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't think he's crushing the grapes with his feet, but, hey, but hey, this is passion. He's given his, uh, cousin Nick some work to do so, but, Could um, be. I, uh, actually, this, this is, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no I was going to say this is the reserve. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, it was a gift. Someone brought it over to the house for, with a little, little get together and people brought some wine as people often do when they come to your house. And, uh, it's, it's jam good. It's a little pricier than, than, than the kind of bottle that I would normally buy for us to drink around the house. But, uh, I guess with wine, you often do get what you pay for. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite good. I find that hilarious that people bring you gifts when they come to your house. When people come to my pad, they take shit. Of course. Wait, <laughs> no, if people come to your house, they bring wine. People always bring wine. Nobody brings wine to my house. Well, you got the bad, wrong kind of friends then. We just, yeah, we, we just, it's exactly. We just don't let people over except the sheriff, but the, That's right. uh, um, but you didn't shoot the deputy though. So. No, we did not. No, there were no shots fired. Um, you see her clapping. I'm a smack. This is, uh, I am, I'm drinking something that is, is new to the show, but it is not, um, actually had it for the first time mouth. last week. Uh, it was new to my mouth last week. Uh, save some for tonight since I knew it was going to be just the three of us. Um, just the three of us. It's uh, so predictable. Some Menage a Trois Midnight Dark Red Blend. Whoa, just like your women's. That sounds dirty. Just like your women's. Like your wine, like your women's. Small batches. Uh, this is uh, voluptuous, just like my women's. Black cherry and berry flavors with hints of mocha and exotic spice. And it now, is, is mocha uh, anything like mocha? Or? It is a little bit like it is mocha is very much like mocha. <laughs> what a dick. I, uh, well, that was on purpose. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. but the, uh, the, uh, no, it is, I, some of our, uh, some of our peeps have, uh, have said, I need to get on this, the place where, uh, we normally frequent for our wine. Finally got some in. So, uh, grabbed a couple of bottles and it is, um, it is pretty tasty. It's it's not. It seems to hit me a little harder, faster than than some of the other wines I drink. So it's not. Uh, it's it's not something I'll probably have on the regular. I, I won't be sipping on it when you know we're having uh, pasta for dinner or anything. But it is. It's it's tasty. I'll usually save some of my other. Um, because you you're right. You do get what you pay for. But I do tend to find that uh, since I'm a little. Um, is frugal when it comes to my wine buying because I like to see what's what works for me, not on the low end, but on the twelve dollars a bottle, and then I'll, I'll yeah, work my way up, and and so that's bottle, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is uh, this I think was I don't know twelve fourteen bucks, but it's it's worth it. I uh, I would definitely recommend it. It it, it it's a good time. So we I this the this wine I think shall henceforth be called the Renee. <laughs> I will tell her. Dark, sexy, chocolate, voluptuous, you called it? Yep. This is okay. Renee right here. Yes. Nice. So, yeah. I'm going to get some and just lap your... it up. I'm going to lap it up from a bowl every night. Just I wouldn't get any in your house because it will probably make all your books disappear. <laughs> That's true. I don't want that to happen. I don't want yes. paper disappearing. That is true. Let's talk about some paper. Let's. Can, can we uh, can we just give a quick shout out to someone before we talk about paper? Because it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's someone who deserves a shout out for lots and lots of awesome paper. Dude, this is your house. You can do what you want. Uh, Mr. R.A. Montgomery passed away this week. Yes. And for you youngins out there who don't know who R.A. Montgomery is, shame on you. 
but he is the co-creator of the Choose Your Own Adventure books, which uh, I'm I'm ass- I'm assuming. I mean, Vince, you're. I think David certainly in this in this world were you a little bit too old for the Choose Your Own Adventures or was no okay. I bought them okay yeah. yeah I mean they were I I don't exaggerate in saying that they were absolutely seminal in my becoming a voracious reader um my 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 parents had a rule that I could get uh, and it's a rule I've carried forward to to my kids I could when we were at the mall or whatever I could get any anything from the bookstore that I wanted just in order in order to encourage me to read and I pretty much read if not all of them almost every choose your own adventure book and again for those that don't know what we mean th- these were books paper books good old fashioned non digital paper books that uh that you had to make choices in and it would be like if you take the left-hand tunnel, turn to page 36. If you take the right-hand tunnel, turn to page 70. And it would, it, it, the story would differ based on your choices. And you could reread them. And uh, sometimes you'd make a choice that you would die and have to go back and restart. But these were just amazing, amazing books that were full of vibrant creativity and really spurned a, a lot of things that we take for granted today. Everything from the Infocom games and and but and all kinds of of. I was just going to say Zor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, yeah, he was, they, 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 um, they were kind of like, they, they were very much like the video games in paper form. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, in, yeah. in fact, it was, um, the movie Big really, the whole idea of Big is remember he was trying to create a digital comic book with choices. It was yes. really born out of this. It was really the, the next, it was before, nowadays it seems like a simple task to create a digital a digital story where you can make choices. But back then when big came out, that was considered pretty future tech and it was largely driven by the, um, pop culture ubiquity of choose your own adventure books at the time. Yeah. So I think your boy, Jason, uh, Shiga is beholden. Oh, to for, sure. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh... So, uh, he was only 78 and, uh, it's a bummer. So, uh, thanks to Mr. Montgomery for, for all the awesome, I uh, can't even give us. Tell you, I, I can't tell you how many, how many of those books. I mean, right. because of the, 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 the scholastic books that you could buy in school. Exactly. Uh, the bookmobile. Oh my God. I can't, yes. I mean, between, between, um, buying a dynamite magazine and it just, it was, I have no idea how many choose your own adventure books I read, but it was just, and it was because they were so different. I mean, you could read any book. From, you know, first page to the last page. But I mean, this was actually one where, and you'd have to, and, and keep your finger in place because as soon as you started to read the first few yeah, sentences, right. you're like, well, then he attacks you and you're like, and you're like, all right, well, no, I didn't, I didn't, it's like a chess piece. I didn't take my finger off it. So that's <laughs> not the like road bounce, bounce, I went bounce. down. So, uh, but it was so much fun. And, and I mean, and that definitely had some, um, rereadability to it because mm-hmm. you just, you don't know once you're done, you can just, all right, well, now I'm going to go. And make all left choices. And it's just, it was, yeah, no, it, it was, there so many memories. Definitely. So Vince, take it away. I totally agree. Nice. I chose an adventure this weekend. Uh-huh. I did. Since, you know, I like to keep up on current comics. Get out. Yeah. I don't like to get behind because once you do, you never I dig yourself out of that, that home. So, um, in order to stay current, mm. I, I read a huge chunk of, Fear itself <laughs> this weekend from 2011. Uh, yeah, and, 2010, 11, and, right? And, you know, yeah. what, and and because you did, so did I. 
<laughs> we are no and you know what it's it, i was very surprised because when when the thing was coming out i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it i made marvel it, phase at that point maybe you were. i i i made it to the point where um we lost one of our heroes and i said screw this i completely I'm, forgot we lost one of our heroes. I, i'm not i'm not into this i'm just not and and then i quit it um looking back it has to be one of the largest Marvel events in terms of sheer number of titles. I think there's 131 books tied to Fear Itself. That's insane, isn't it? I mean, the the things leading up to it and spinning out, and and there were some some books (laughs) like 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 Black Panther, the or Black Panther would at the time took over the Daredevil title. Um, His Three, four issues took place within the ongoing title, but Spider-Man Fear itself, that was a separate miniseries, not running right. in the Amazing Spider-Man series. So there were... Um, Once you start getting into the Hulk, it gets crazy. Oh, yeah, because you have Hulk, you have Incredible... And but it's and then, and then Incredible Hulk spins out of it. There are just so many things that did spin out of it. I did forget right. that, uh, that, that we had a fallen hero during it, because then you also had the three... Seven point one, two, and three books after it was done, focusing right. on, on Marvel's Trinity, and it just it it. Uh, and then you had the twelve issue epilogue called the Fearless. Yeah, the Fearless. I think that what? Yeah, the Defenders. Defenders. Yeah. And and the Fearless that was written by Colin Bunn, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, but it was it, it. I remember reading it at the time, and and there were some things where because I wasn't reading everything that was attached to it. Um, we'll, we'll tell you point blank that, that the seven issue main series is absolutely gorgeous. It is some of mm-hmm. the most beautiful work. I've, and, and I mean, it's not, nothing was phoned in because we're dealing with gods and Asgardians and, and the hammers and intricate detail on, on clothing and, and, and weapons. And there was, and in, in case you don't know, the art chores on the main mini were provided by Stuart Immonen. Yes, and and yes. and Wade von Grobadger and, and Laura Martin did a fantastic job. And you have, um, yes. and this was this was written by Matt Fraction, uh, and and it's, it was his turn to be the event guy, right? And and I think that there were just. I know I wasn't feeling it as it was coming out, and this right. is one of those he, things where it's it you do it, get a. You can enjoy it more once time has passed. You're, you're, you're away from it. It's not what's going on in. Right. When that Jason brought that up, he's like, man, you know, some of these things, I, I'm paraphrasing, of course, because Jason doesn't speak that way, but he's like, you know, some of these things get better the, the, with, with distance. Like, um, it, it's not rose colored glasses, but just revisiting these things when you're out of the moment, right. because we had just lost the human torch. Right. In, in, in Fantastic Four, which kind of smacked of, um, a stunt. Right. To, to me. And, and, and to a sense it was. And then to go into this, three issues in, we lose another hero. And it was just like, um, I, it, the, the game, we got to saw, to see Oz behind the curtain. I think you can and mention just, a hero. This was four years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Bu- Bucky. It was, yeah, it was, it was Bucky Cat. Yeah. Uh, in the shiny uniform and everything, but um, revisiting this, uh, actually finishing it, because like I said, I didn't get past issue three. 
I did um, Mr. Fraction a disservice because I think the main mini is fantastic. David thinks it's a little disjointed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I to a yeah, some of it is, but as a whole, I really loved the the seven issues. I do too. Uh, my um, I think my there are some things where it, it's it's an Avengers tale. It's it's a um. I think it's mostly a Thor. Tale, it is right? well, it's it's an Odin tale because we find out, you know, it, it basically Odin is like the Doctor where he lies, and and it's just um, yeah. Well, let's set it up. Um, the Red Skull's daughter, Sin, mm-hmm. who was massively abused growing up, um, artificially aged, uh, abused by crossbones, abused by uh, Mother Superior, brainwashed, uh, taught to hate basically everything, uh, especially Captain America, because Daddy hates Captain America, and, and she wants to be, she wants to outskull her father, uh, succeed where he failed, in, in, in other words. She... Um, did the impossible and a uh, long time ago, World War II, um, the skull was, was working with uh, Atlantean magics and somehow got a, an Asgardian hammer to fall to earth. They couldn't move it because it's an Asgardian hammer. You have to be a certain person to pick those things up. Uh, so they built a temple around it and the skull uh, loaded the temple with his minions who uh, had a little bit of Nazi magic worked on them where they didn't really age at a normal pace. They're the eternal guardians of this hammer. Should anyone try and bust in, they take them out. And there's not only magic, but there's a lot of science involved too. They have your, your Nazi war machines in there, your your mech suits and everything. So Sin gets wind of the, the hammer, and don't you know, she is able to pick it up and becomes Scotty. It's, it's the, the hand, not Scotty Young, Scotty of, uh, Asgard. And, uh, she's kind of like the, the herald of the serpent, which is the brother to Odin. And Odin banished this dude a long time ago because he's n- bad news. He instills fear. That's his weapon. He gets the populace to, uh, fight amongst themselves, kill themselves, and he just levels the place, and, uh, you know, that's his way of, of taking over. Well, Odin wasn't having it, so he banished him. Sin lets, or Scotty lets him out. And, and that, the stuff really hits the fan. And that's where fear itself starts. When, when, when the serpent is freed, he summons seven hammers as guardian hammers to earth. They fall in all different parts of the globe, and whoever picks up the hammers becomes a one of the worthy. Well, only the worthy can pick them up. Right. Well, yes, you have to be of a certain... You have to be uh, targeted, right. imprinted on the hammer. Uh, the worthy just happen to be the, the powerhouses of the Marvel Convenience. Universe. And, and absorbing yes. mass. And, well, he's kind of strong when he absorbs... Uh, it's it's he's also he also shows up in in axis and it just it it strikes me amusing that's all right well as as david said one the uh the worthy are the absorbing man ben grim mm-hmm. that's that's bad news right there um the hulk banner hulk uh gray gargoyle atuma it's not atuma it's not atuma uh who am i forgetting uh titania T- titania and and the last one being what? 
the juggernaut. Yes, that's right. Yes. And uh, so they just go on a rampage. Ben, uh, the hammer falls on Yancey Street. What a convenience. How convenient. And Ben starts just tearing up the place. Um, almost kills uh, Susie. Almost kills Alicia. Almost kills Spidey. Yes, almost killed. Well, that's part of the, the fear itself. Spider-Man, the, la- the third issue of which Ben goes toe to toe with, with Spider-Man, who is not at the top of his game. No, no, it's been a long week. It's, it's been nuts. Yeah, he's run ragged. Uh, not only, uh, is he trying to stem the chaos because people are just plain scared. And, uh, this thing was written by Christopher Yost. It was impeccably delineated oh, by Mr. Mike McCone. Yeah. We love Mike McCone. When it comes to Spider-Man, I, there are not many artists that do Peter Parker as well as Mike McCone and Spider-Man, but Peter especially. Uh, colors by Jeremy Cox. So, so Peter, uh, Spider-Man's put through the ringer. He's trying to stem this chaos. He's worried about Aunt May. He hasn't been able to contact her. The fear's bearing down on him. Who pops up? Vermin. <laughs> Yeah, it's nasty. Vermin looks pretty badass too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he and you know Vermin, um, he's basically an animal, and the rats do their job on Peter. Vermin almost gets him, but but that old Parker fortitude comes bubbling up to the surface, and and he manages to to corral Vermin. But it's only a temporary reprieve because uh, in in his attempts to get this pregnant woman to the hospital she's like eight and a half months pregnant she's bleeding she's delirious so peter does what he does and he tries to save the day when he gets to the hospital that's where ben Grimm comes crashing in and uh i'll tell you the turning point in this series which was three issues is jay jonah jameson yeah. of all people yeah not really great because uh peter comes to uh, spider-man goes to meets up with with jameson and he he's a, he's frantic. He's like, "What do I do? I, I I've never encountered this before. I'm afraid." And Jameson's like, "I'm afraid too. I'm worried about my son, who is what was he up in the space station or something?" John, I, I he, Jameson was worried about uh, John, yes. and and he's like, "You asshole! You're a hero. Go out and do what heroes do. Swallow that fear. Get out there." And, and save the day, you, you jackass. And this is JJ, J. J. Jonah Jameson saying this. He actually turns the book around. That's unheard of. Usually Jameson's the detriment, yeah, right? No, it's... He's, he's the, the, that, the, the spike under the saddle or the burr under the saddle. He just makes things tough for Peter. But in this book, he, he helps yeah. him, which was just odd, the... but, but refreshing, wasn't it? It was, yeah, because it, and then, it was fitting because it's not like it was a um, in another type of story. It probably would have not fit as well, but because of the uh, the situation, the circumstances, it um, there really <clears throat> excuse me, there really wasn't anybody else who could give Peter that kick in the pants. It uh, you know Steve Rogers was busy, um, and Steve let him go find May. Um, it, it it really of everybody in Peter's life, uh Jonah is the only one who really could have given him that uh in air quotes pep talk. Um kicking the balls more like yeah, so that's uh but it it worked. The that that mini was I didn't read it when it first came out, um 
I didn't read a lot of the tie-ins when I, I read Ghost Rider. I read a few things here and there, but I didn't read um, most of them, uh, especially if they weren't. Who had the time? That is true. I, like I told you, I think, I think this, this kind of only comes close to, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths and, and the number of tie-ins and, and connected issues that, uh, that the main event ties into. Uh, massive. It, it, it stretched into almost every title. I, I think it did stretch into every title. It's, it's insane how many books there are for this thing. Um, but, uh, I think David also read Fear itself, the worthy. Which, yeah, that was an anthology of, uh, just the, it's basically the origins of the, the eight hammer wielders. And it's, uh, um, the art ranges from Clayton Henry to, uh, who did, De- uh, De- Declan. Declan Shelby. Amazing job with the Juggernaut story. Uh, Eric Kennedy. Kennedy did a great job with, with Greg Argyle. You had your dude do the, um, Lee Weeks. Atuma. Lee Weeks. Man, I, that was some, uh, it, the coloring made it look different, not as, as gritty as, as the Lee Weeks I'm used to. And it, it, uh, but it fit. I, I, but most of the stories, they were fine when they were, um, the, some of the stories were, were told, uh, first person primarily. And, uh, so, the ones for like absorbing man because Loki was telling that story. The one for the Hulk didn't really feel as heavy as the one like from the Juggernaut or um or even uh Titania. It was just it it um Well Banner's getting berated by his alter ego. Exactly. The the, the Hulk tells Right. Him so it, it it that that's why it wasn't as um it was rough. It was just it was it it, it was um, you could you could read how mean spirited it was. Oh yeah, the Hulk is just like you're an idiot. Yeah. You are soft. You let the pretty girl get the away. Pretty girl get away. I remember the pretty girl you, part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Betty looks hot. <laughs> but it um, so it was you know and it kicked off with uh, with Sin and we get her um her story about you know being being aged and uh and, and I, I love the part where the skull was going to kill the baby. Right. That that right there that that's a that's a perfect skull moment. Gears. She was genetically well, not genetically, but she was impure because one, she wasn't a boy, right. so therefore she could not carry on the skull heritage, and so the skull was going to pitch her into the ocean. I'm a killer myself. And Mother Superior's like, no, give her to me. She still has your your DNA. Yeah. We can make something of this. I I can shape her into something somewhat worthy just just let let me take this take away this burden uh she's smart mother superior is pretty smart and uh she raised uh sin into what uh she she molded sin into what she became right and uh wow she's nasty the uh the did uh did crossbones raper there wasn't there a hint that in in the uh brubaker cap that crossbones and sin were were a little kind more of bumping ugly. Just, well, I don't know about yeah. rape. I mean, they were a couple for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, initially, I, I, you know, like when they first met, I, I think there was something implied that he roughed her up a little over the line, and that's how be, they became a couple. I, I, my memory's fuzzy on that deal because, you know, it's it is Captain America, and I didn't pay as much attention <laughs> as I should. Espionage, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the um. 
the getting back to the to the main story, the uh the reason why I say things are a little disjointed. You get the main characters, you know who this story is supposed to be about. It it it's primarily about Odin and and also getting Steve Rogers to be Captain America again. And um when I when I talk about the inconsistencies, it's because, you know, we cut to Paris, so we see Grey Gargoyle, we see the profile of Grey Gargoyle, <laughs> and then we don't see him for like another three issues until there's a group shot of all the worthy. And then and at the end of each issue, they're like, listen, it, it, the end of each issue was a choose your own adventure. If you want to read more about Absorbing Man and what he does with the hammer, then read New Avengers. If you want to read this, read Avengers of Cat. And, and so they're letting you know where you're going to get more of a story, a particular story of certain characters. Um, there's a, there's a huge, uh, really is a huge scene when Tony Stark, uh, makes his plea to Odin, um, and, and has to suck it up. And, and it, it's a, um, it's my favorite part of the it's, series. It's big doings. And, uh, you know, so, so of course, Tony plays a part in saving the day, and uh, there's just there's a lot that's uh, it, it is jam packed, and yeah. you don't get everything in the main mini, but you do get you do get enough, and and I think you, I don't your mileage may vary. I don't know if I could say you get a complete story in these seven issues, but it's a um, Oh, no, I'm just saying because you may, you know, if, if you may get to the end and then when you get to the end of the seventh issue, it, it, it finishes, but then you have the epilogue, which are basically two, three pages <laughs> going into the, the spinoffs. And so some people might be a little put off by that. A little, yeah. Uh, it's not an epilogue. That's, that's, that's a pitch that's for like yeah, that's, a new series. You just yeah. gave me a goddamn Marvel Age version of a promo. So the, uh, so, so, so that's all I mean about that. I don't know if those pages will be included in an omnibus or, or collection, but the, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm saying this right now because I'm, it's happening right now and I'm still, re- this series is my future's end because this, what, what I was berating Vince over for continuing to read, I'm kind of doing that with Axis right now, and and it's wow. it's I don't know if in three years I'll look back at Axis and go, oh I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, okay, this may I it's it's Axis right now is a little rough for me, so it's it'll be interesting to see in a few years if Vince is like, hey, I think I'm going to revisit Axis, and I'm like, oh fuck. So I don't know, uh, but this has been a fantastic experiment because it it's um enough time for me has passed i did forget uh quite a few things and and uh it, it, it makes sense in some regard you know i forgot about uh because of bucky i also forgot about what happened to cap shield and and uh yeah so i mean there were there were some things here where we're it was big doings and and uh you know we we were we had a bunch of years where thor was kind of front and center and he still is i mean you had when JMS brought him back from Ragnarok, and then you had, uh, you know, there was the siege, there's fear itself, there's, uh, the, the Thor was everywhere, and then Aaron gives us Thor God of Thunder, we have the Thor movies, and, and, 
Yeah, but don't forget, there was also a bunch of years where Thor wasn't even a series. No, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, and because after Thunderstrike and everything else, we had, we had no Thor when, when the, um, during Avengers disassembled and, and, uh, you know, Oming and, and Eaton and everybody, they, they, they wrapped that up. Um, that was it. It, it, it was a few years before JMS brought Thor back. And, uh, it's just with, um, with what's going on, I mean, Thor God of Thunder is, is fantastic, I'm, and I'm enjoying. We, we we can get into Thor if if everybody's caught up, but uh, I, I there were a lot of stories set around Asgard and Asgardians, and um, maybe that also played a part into where it's just maybe, maybe I was just a little Thored out, and and I needed um, some some. I was Thor over Thor, and and I was just it. I needed to get back to, to, to my street level heroes. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to chew up any more time, but I'm gonna, uh, I, I also read, I read more fear itself. Well, do we, I mean, do we really <laughs> go further into the, I did. And no, I just want to talk about one thing in particular because it is one of the finest story wise. It, it's one of the finest, most brilliant tie ins I've ever read, but, the art stops it from being, um, I don't want to say a masterpiece. One, one of, one of the top tie-ins of all time. The art, part of the art kills it. It's, it's fear itself, fearsome four. Have you guys read this? No. Conceptually, the story is amazing. You have all this fear being generated. What character in the Marvel universe is going to become uber powerful because of this? Man thing. Man thing. It's it's obvious, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, I did read this. The the man thing is so juiced up on fear. He's like he's like a walking bomb, and he's going crazy. He's what 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 little um, sentience the man thing has is just addled. He's going around just ripping shit up. So who who comes to save the day? One of his only friends in the entire Marvel universe, Howard the Duck. Of course. And into the mix, you get the Psycho Man who is just grooving on all this fear so much so that he changed the buttons on his on his little <laughs> on his pad on his little electronic clipboard there to all fear they're all all the buttons say fear right so you have she-hulk nighthawk the frankenstein monster and howard the duck going after the man thing and the art was done by michael kaluda legend Simon Bisley, another legend, but the, the, the part where the ball is severely dropped is Ryan Bodenheim can't draw Howard the Duck to save his life. Uh-huh. And, and he renders the majority of like issue two and, uh, some of issue one. Then you get other guys that come in. I mean, Tom Grummet is a part of this. Henry Flint, uh, Timothy Green. But the, the rendering of Howard is terrible. And it just, it kills the whole series for me. There's a point in this series where Psycho Man, because the, the man thing is the, the nexus of all realities, uh, something happens where the new Fantastic Four pop in. Now I'm not talking Ben and, and Reed and, and I'm talking Wolverine, Ghost Rider, the Grey Hulk. Uh, I mean, it's brilliant, but it, it just falls flat. The art cannot carry it. And I was so disappointed 
because on paper, if you pitched me this series, I'd be like, holy shit, this is going to be like one of the best things ever. But in, in realization, it's only partly good. Bisley and, 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 um, Kaluta, they kill it, but the other, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. And I'm so sad. Yeah. But it was a, it was a great story. Fantastic story. You know who wrote it? Brandon Montclair. Let's give credit where credit's due. Of uh, Rocket I, Girl fans. I wanted to love it. it is, it's impeccable in, in terms of concept, but execution, not so much. Mm. So that's, I'm done with Fear Itself till next week when I'll have another four miniseries to talk about. Yeah, I definitely think that there must be something to reading an event after it stops being in the moment because, um, here you guys talk about Fear Itself right now is like, it, you, I, there must be a second event called Fear Itself than the one that <laughs> came out in 2011 because that one was massively flawed. <laughs> like, what you talk about, boy? See, that's, no, but rough. I mean, but we're, rough, but. That, that's when you are, um, when you're too close to it, when, when you're, when it's in the moment, I, I, cause it, it's one reason why I stepped away from, from Blackest Night. I didn't read that as it was coming out. Um, but I don't think I'll revisit Fear itself every year like I do with, um, Christ on Infinite Earths or Legends. This is something that, uh, I'll, um, look back on from time to time maybe but i mean like i said if 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 vince didn't say hey i i found these issues uh, i'm gonna reread them then uh i probably wouldn't have given fear itself a second thought for another few years so but, but you were enjoying it weren't you the reread i was definitely enjoying it like i said there you it's, go. it's 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 you can't look at it and and uh and visually, like I said, it's, it's stunning. It, it's a beautiful piece of work and, and it's, it, it could have been tighter. And I don't know if, um, if it's, I don't know if some writers aren't cut out to write so many characters to write s- such a large encompassing event or if it's, uh, if, if there are editors that, um, I see where this is going. You do, because I, <laughs> there are just some things where I, I, I read things from then and, and now, and you, I can kind of see where they're going off the rails a bit. And, and if things were just a little tighter or if, um, if there's no consistency with characters from one issue to the next or from their own title to this, to this event title, uh, you just want to be able to follow things along. I don't, I don't know if, if editors are just, okay, listen, it's, it, it's a big writer. I, I don't want to step on his toes or, or tell him how to do his job. But yeah, but, but these are characters you're supposed to be responsible for. So there needs to be some, uh, you need to be able to corral them somewhat. And, and so they're, they resemble the characters they're supposed to be. And, uh, whether it's, it's the inconsistencies that just stuck out to me from pure itself, or there's uh, a lack of editor's notes in, in an issue of amazing Spider-Man, or you just have a character who doesn't, uh, who, who makes dick jokes that normally doesn't make dick jokes. It's just that completely has me throw my arms in the air going, I just, I, I can't even. And, and I, I need if, if you're a stickler for consistency. No, it is the thing. And it, it's, I, I think that, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with change to a degree because like the new 52, for example, obviously, you know, I, I can't 
read a Superman comic because I can't get past that that outfit. I just I don't know what it is. I look at that outfit and it's just I I, I can't go forward with it. But if people are digging it, they're digging the story, they're digging the look, whatever that that that's great. So I mean that there's change right there. I'm not down with it, but it's not that's fine. But there are um but there is no current reboot in the Marvel universe. So if if I'm reading an issue of Amazing Spider-Man, that 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 kind of should be the Amazing Spider-Man that shows up in Axis. And right now it kind of isn't. And and I don't know if that's Rick Remender because maybe of all the characters he can write, maybe Spider-Man just he doesn't have a handle on that character or if it's the editor going it's not a Spider-Man story, so they're not going to notice. And and they're just going to let you read about Falcon Cat being a dick. Yeah. Now, see, that Axis number one, and, and I didn't make it too much farther than that. I, I think I read issue two. But as far as Axis number one goes, I think Remender was writing all the characters like Spider-Man. You you had you had Colossus cracking yeah, right, wise. Yes. Like they they were all just dropping you know, witticisms or what they, what would pass for witticisms and just yeah. laughing it up. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was painful. It was. Yeah, I, to I, hear those characters behave that way. Yes. It, yeah. it, uh, because, and that's even before they were zapped by, by the spell that went awry and, and everybody started acting unlike themselves, but it, it's, um, I'm going to read it all when it's done just to, you know, go back with a little fresh outlook and, 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 and try and pick up the pieces and see where, where it went wrong for me. But I'm hoping Remender's awesome. Yes, he is. Absolutely. And, and I, I just, I, I want to, uh, you know, I, I want to make up for lost time, but not right now. I'll, I'll wait till it's done. Well, speaking of Rick Remender and speaking of Stuart Eminen. Look at this. The, Best thing I read this week was all new Captain America number one. The best Me? thing, wow! Yeah, I I greatly enjoyed. Absolutely, it. yeah, yep. yeah. Written by Remender, penciled by Stewart. Uh, I mean, you you all know I'm I'm a huge Cap, I'm a huge huge Falcon Mark. So, yep. um, essentially, this is a Falcon book in sheep's clothing. Um, Steve is old now, old and busted. He's gone fishing. So he's, uh, he's handed over the mantle to his boy Sam. And Sam's got a new sidekick and the new nomad who is Steve's full grown ass man version of, of the boy that he adopted in Dimension Z. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, infiltrate a deep sea Hydra base and have to fight Batrock the Leaper. Batrock the Leaper. Uh, looking pretty dope. He's got a Zartan look going on. Uh, I love the little reference to Bob Dabalina, which mm-hmm. uh, I, I wonder what the percentage of the readers understood that reference. And uh, and and the reveal, the final page is awesome. Ugh. I want that page like you read about. I need that page. How is he going to get out of that? If if all those characters are actually in that space, occupy that space with with Sam, how in the hell is he going to? The, the Taskmaster alone would give him a hard time. You got Taskmaster, you got King Cobra, you got Red Skull, which is why I think you have to be dubious about if it's really what it seems. Cause I think it's it's Sin, isn't it? Oh, that's right. She's she looks like Red Skull now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's Sin. It's it's uh, Baron Zemo, 
Uh, is that Armadillo? Yep. Uh, Baron Blood. Uh, Crossbones. Crossbones. And I don't know who, I don't know who the old girl's supposed to be. I thought that was, I, I took it to isn't be Viper. Viper? Isn't yeah, it? Is it Viper? I see it as Viper. Yeah. Zemo looks badass. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a hell of a lineup. I, I can't take Baron Blood seriously. See, I was going to say, I can't take, I, know. Ar- I can't take Armadillo seriously. <laughs> <you know>, he's, <laughs> true. he's just the muscle, the obligatory it's, muscle, but. But the She-Hulk series ruined Baron, Baron Blood for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, uh, the coloring on this book is fantastic, especially that double page spread where, where he's flying in through the, um, from the trees. It, it's just the whole, as, as beautiful as fear itself is. I mean, it, it's been a few years, but obviously he's, he's taking no shortcuts. The, the, this is a team that, uh, hell, can't, they can't do any wrong in my eyes. I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful book. I loved Batrock's, um, comebacks towards, uh, Towards Falcon, um, you know, basically you'll, uh, more likely you'll have diabetes, American burger eater. It's just, I, he is being <laughs> such a day. I love it. I, I want, I want a, um, just like we had a, um, a Taskmaster mini and, and Modox 11 mini. I, I want, I want this version of Batrock in a, uh, in miniseries. And, and, and Ian's a dick. I, Ian's the only, um, that's, that's the only, and that's his character, but that, that, that's the only mar and otherwise fantastic issue was just his attitude, his, his, um, his, uh, his feeling towards not being Captain America. Um, it, it's, it, Captain America and Nomad kind of have to sort of be on the same page and, and, and these two obviously aren't yet. So it's, um, it, it's, that really is just just this this version of Nomad is um is too raw for me right now. I mean, we'll we'll see if uh what happens in issue number two. But it was a uh, you're, you're right, but it was it, it it's an awesome issue. Yeah, it was. And and the thing is 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 I think Remender hit so many notes. Like you said, he had some. This is when Remender's at his best. It was action packed. There was humor, but the humor wasn't misplaced or it wasn't out of character. You had. Uh, a chance for him to spread his creative wings and introduce some new characters or at least some twists on some older characters in a new way. And then you had some practical cool things like he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't go get around the fact that, that while Sam is a proven hero, um, he's new to being cap and, and most importantly, he's new to using the, the, the shield. And so he's not perfect with the shield yet. He, he, he throws in it, just lands, just lands in the center of the room and doesn't bounce back to him at one point. And, uh, he addresses that, right? And it's, I love that he doesn't just suddenly make him just this expert at throwing the shield and bouncing it everywhere. I love that. So, uh, yeah, really strong first issue, which is in direct and complete (laughs) juxtaposition to Captain America and the uh, Mighty Mighty Avengers, which is another new number one coming out that it came out that I thought was for as great as this remender issue was the, the was the antithesis of unfortunately uh, with this, with this mighty Avengers um, relaunch. I, I read it when I got home and I kind of wish I didn't. It was, uh, it, it's weird. This is the, this is the series that takes the place of the previous mighty Avengers book. And it is the axis 
spinoff. So this is the version of Captain America of Sam that you see in the Axis miniseries. Um, not the version you see anywhere else, uh, not the version you see in all new cap, not the version you might see in, um, in an issue of Avengers. This is, this is that. And, and it's interesting is that this title with this Captain America is not written by Remender, who's writing the Axis miniseries. Correct. Uh, it's, it's now I haven't been reading the, I, I was not reading the Mighty Avengers series. Nor was I. Because I'm not generally feeling Greg Land. Or, or am I? Um, <laughs> and it's a shame because that was a, a series with some cool characters, uh, including Monica Rambeau and White Tiger and some, some characters I would actually enjoy seeing in a book. We don't get to see as often as we should. Um, but, but I just couldn't get past the art. So, so in this, uh, you hit on it, David. My big issue with this as well as a number of other recent Marvel number ones is that, um, I understand the need to renumber when you're starting. It, that's that's part of the business now, and I don't really have an issue with that. But if you're going to renumber these books and start a new status quo, I think it is a humongous misstep to start them while they're inverted from Axis. Because number one, I don't think Axis is going that well. That's that's number one. Number two, even if you think Axis is going well. The conceit here is that they're being, is that they've been turned into evil or quasi evil people and they're dicks. And if you're picking these issues up, sure, on the, uh, technically on the, on the, on the first page of this and Superior Iron Man and all that, it tells you, yes, there's about what happens at Axis and, and implies that these guys aren't what they seem. But it, it doesn't, I'm not quite understanding what the point of it is then. I, I mean, Sam is an absolute asshole in this book. <laughs> he's a yeah. total dick. And I know that's because he's been inverted. But again, we get an issue the same week uh, or a week before. I forget when. But certainly within the same last few weeks, an, another number one where he is heroic Sam, the, the one I think we're all excited to see. So why do I want to read one about a dick Sam who's <laughs> who's who's evil and, and enjoys killing and is and, and it just doesn't. There's nothing appealing about that. Um, right. and it's, and we, and we know it's not going to last. So I don't understand the logic of rebooting these series under that condition. It seems very strange to me. Um, I don't understand who's going to pick this book up and be enamored by it. Um, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? But, but I, I, I really found it completely and wholly unappealing. Yeah. But the, while we're talking about the two books, there's a lack of consistency in terms of design, too. Because if you look at the way um, Luke Ross draws the Falcon's wings, they look like winds. They do. Yeah, they're all they're, they're a lot of and then, space. Yeah. And then you get Eminence version, which is infinitely superior, um, where they they actually look like wings. And one panel in particular, I don't know if if Stuart was doing this on his own or if it was, you know, some part of the actual design when they were, you know, reworking the costume. But if you look on page, I think it's page five where Sam just got away from those sky sleds. Right. And he's, and he's touching down his wings as they're folding in. They look like the, the Eagle on the shield emblem. See how they're, oh, they're, right. they're mm-hmm. more. Ge- and that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. The, the, I think the Falcon's wing, if you're Captain America, uh, and you have wings, why not make them look like the, the shield eagle? That's just smart. And, and, I, and like I said, I don't know who to attribute that to, but I was looking at it thinking, that is damn savvy to do that. 
because it ties in a whole bunch of Marvel Universe entities in just one simple wing. And that's smart. I do not like this, the, the sales in, in, uh, all new Captain, uh, the, um, Mighty Avengers. It just looks wrong. He couldn't fly with those. Mm-hmm. They look, they look paper thin. And, uh, but I'm just, you know, talking about design to get to the story. I agree with you. I, I did not care for, um, Mighty Avengers number one at all. Yeah, me neither. It, for, for, for many reasons, none of which I really want to, you know, the book isn't worth that kind of time. It, I don't. It, it was, it was all a setup in the sense that, I mean, yeah, you have the, the first page is, is a letter from Luke basically summing up, uh, the Mighty Avengers series. But you have, you do see Falcon and, and Falcon having no regard for human life and, and you see Luke Cage in a suit on the phone. Um, we're shown the theater, which was only basically a setup. So, so Spider-Man could come back and grovel to, to, to be Luke Cage's friend again. I don't like that page. At I don't all. either. Uh, it's, um, and, and then we, we cut to a bad guy who I guess means something if you read the previous series and, um, and, and you see Kazar's brother and then you see, uh, we end with Captain America talking to hologram Tony Stark and, and wanting to destroy the mighty Avengers. So I just, I don't know what to make of this book just yet. If the point is, um, when, when all is said and done to cast Sam as a heroic character, it's, it's redundant. We already know that. Like, like if he goes in, in this series and does a bunch of bad things and the series ends and he reverts to his, his, his real, um, personality, uh, then we, we've gone, uh, we've done a, th- uh, a 360 back to the starting point for no reason. Cause we already know going in that Sam, is worthy of being Captain America. Why must we endure this? I, right, exactly. I don't. I, yeah. I'm thinking it's it's a miniseries that they're not marketing right now as a miniseries. It'll wrap up shortly after Axis ends. Our um, because Axis is coming out what every two weeks. I mean, we're already up to issue six. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't. I mean, Superior Iron Man. I, I get it. They're 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 cashing in on the Superior name because that worked for Spider Man because he was. Inverted. But that makes that makes right, sense. Absolutely, Tony always had the potential to be an idiot. Right, and he is a prick, and he, he's the smartest dude in the room most of the time. And 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 it, so superior kind of works. But again, it's a um, it's a series about a character who's changed halfway into a, an event that's a third over that that has a third to go. And and it's um, I just I I don't know. And and I. Uh, I feel bad because I am a big Ray fan and, and I'm afraid that, uh, that this is just, I'm, I'm giddy that he's working on an Iron Man book, but it's working on an Iron Man book that, that about a character who I really just, I'm, I'm not sure why I'm supposed to care about this Iron Man book. Right. Well, if there's one constant in the life of Tony Stark, it's changed. Mm. I was going to say, I think you alluded to it, David. You said it sort of works. I actually agree with that because I, I was, I don't want to say that I, I, I really liked Superior Iron Man, but I read that one and 
although I still don't know that it makes a lot of sense to start a new new number one with him inverted. This didn't read out of character to me okay. in the sense that that Tony is an alcoholic. He 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 used to be a frivolous playboy. So one could make the argument that if he was given his megalomaniacal tendencies and the fact that he's off the wagon, he could go right to right back to being a dick. And I kind of think Dick Tony is more interesting than regular Tony. Mm-hmm. Like so yeah. So I, I read this issue and didn't come away as, whereas I totally disliked the, the Captain America, uh, right. the Falcon, the, the Captain America and Mighty Avengers. I read this and thought, mm, if, if this is a couple issue, six to ten issues of, of Dick Tony, it might be kind of fun. I mean, because he is totally and completely evil in this, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's much of a leap. I, I, I think, but for a few things, Tony could become this person. Whereas I don't think Sam has ever I, – I think we're seeing a mirror image of Sam, something that he would never right. be. Right. Whereas, whereas Tony is egotistical. He is a womanizer. He is uh, – he has – or he has been. He has been a bad drunk. He has been a profiteer. So who's to say that um, – I don't know. I, I found that there was, a, there was something titillating about the Iron Man book to me. Um, she Hulk. Okay, then I'll, 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 <laughs> but I mean more, more with the way he was behaving and I, how dismissive yeah. he was of Pepper, and 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 I think there's a, a bit of a social commentary as well with the extremist app that is so apropos. Um, people would pay any amount of money for right. the ability to look better and be perfect, and and so he's he's taking advantage of that and i think there's something delectable about that so and and he's setting yeah. a shop out west which is where people tend to are more vain i think but it right, right. I'll, I'll i'll read the issue for next week and i'll um i'll because I, I i skimmed it and i just i again like when i was reading fear itself when it came out originally i just i guess i wasn't in the mood so i'll um i'll look at it with an open mind i have no problem doing that i it has i know because obviously he uh had a drink in fear itself and you're he's drinking in this series in this book hammered and so did that happen since fear itself or did that happen in the recent series or is it just because of axis i'm because i haven't been reading i don't know i don't know that okay i don't know because i haven't read I, i didn't read iron man the last Iron Man run at all because of La Roca, so I didn't. Just... Right, I got to say, on the art side, Yildiray's looking a lot like Steve Pugh in this book. I thought he had a little Bagley going to him, which, hmm. but but yeah, I see the Steve Pugh probably more. You're right; that's a better analogy. Yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a very very sweet looking book, especially when we get to. I won't say it because David didn't read it, but the the guy in red and it's he bright too. It's it yeah. is very vibrant. I, I think it looks it's popping on the iPad. Oh, I like it a lot. I mean, uh, I bought an Iron Man book. What, do you do you, do you know the lengths it takes to get that me to buy true. an Iron right. Man book? You're right. Yeah, I just thought it looked spectacular. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 Tom Taylor did a great job on the story too. Like Jason said, the the the. Uh, Bad persona Tony Stark is more in line with the Tony Stark that I've always known. 
Whereas Sam, uh-uh, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. No, this and, is but, even, even when he was a pimp or a hustler or whatever, it's not, this is not the dude from the Force miniseries that priest wrote. It's not the dude from. The, yeah. That's the thing. For a lot of our lives, he's always been and the Falcon with the, that, that brief miniseries aside, Sam has always been in the shadow of Captain America. Right. Right. Now that there's actually two books on the stands featuring Sam, in the, in the the lead role, that's awesome. Yes. It's about damn time. Absolutely. Yeah, get out of that shadow there. Which is why I I, I hope that um, I hope they 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 stray from the source material and and that uh, Sam that that Anthony Mackie becomes Captain America when and if Chris Evans decides to not be Captain America. Mm. I think that's unlikely, only because the Bucky. Actor was signed to seven pictures. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wish we didn't know that. Say thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, get that's true. We do know that, though. So. I saw. I mean, because today I saw a headline about um, two items that have to do with Gotham: someone you might not see and someone you may see. And I'm like, we're 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 like ten episodes into a season. Can we maybe get a little bit further into it before we start talking about who we're not going to see? I can't. I just enjoy shit. Well, Scott Collins was even hinting about Flash like that. Well, he said, no, he said that he, he didn't tell us who, he just said his favorite or, or the character that he never expected to see would be in the fifth episode. Right. And, um, and unless I knew who he was talking about or if I followed him and, and heard interviews or read interviews and I knew who his favorite character was, then, um, that might clue me in. But I mean, just to hear, hear a creator talking about a, a a TV show that uh and his character that a character that he didn't think would make it to TV is actually going to be on TV um that 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 that's that's a tease that I I can get behind mhm there, there you go Jason what else did you read well did you guys read oh. access number 5 I did um, you didn't yet yeah, Vince no that's okay I I don't care <laughs> Well, it's all you can ties, talk, it you all can ties talk together. That's why I thought. Yeah, cool. No, the 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 only thing I want to comment on is it seems that I'm getting the sense that when we we get out from under this event, they're going to use it as lots of events do to shuffle the deck chairs into a new status quo where a lot of the characters will go back to their old selves, but a few somehow will magically be 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 kept in this new vein. And I'm bummed to see that it seems as though. Uh, our good friend, uh, Apocalypse is, is, is back to being Apocalypse. Yeah. And I don't know, hmm, I don't know, first of all, I, I, I really like the idea of Evan. And it's, and I don't know why, I would have liked to have seen him be around for a lot longer in, in the whole idea of, cause I think Remender did such a nice job with him in terms of the decision in Uncanny X-Force of whether or not to kill Baby apocalypse with the idea of it's the same debate, you know, would you kill, go back in time and kill baby Hitler if he could? And, and I think he did a great job with that. And then to reintroduce Evan as Phantom X's ward, if you will, and, and to be a sweet kid and the idea of is it nature versus nurture? I thought they could have had a lot of fun with that. And I think they did a nice job with that in Wolverine and the X-Men. He was an interesting character. I think he fit in well and, and, and there was no reason I think to suddenly age him. And, and, and put him back to being Apocalypse. And, and based on access number five, he is, he is full blown back to being, um, 
apocalypse, even to the point where he's just all about mutant kind and, and taking over the world and the expense of humanity. And, um, I, I love a good apocalypse villain story, but, but this just seems like it's going, I, this, this feels to me like it's going to be one of those awkward things where somehow or another when the inversion is fixed, because they're going to say because it was apocalypse's true nature in the first place to be this guy that he's going to stay that way. And it kind of bores me. And, and it bores me in another sense in that, in that if, if he's really back to being apocalypse, the guy is essentially a mutant god. And he just wouldn't be hanging out with a bunch of other people in the room <laughs> talking about plans. He'd be going back to being himself and wanting to rule the world. So, um, it, that, that bums me out. It just, on a, on a lot of levels. So I, um, maybe I'll be surprised, but I, I don't know how you, they physically transformed him into the version of Apocalypse that we're much more used to, the fully grown, bald headed, super, super muscular guy. And so. Um, I'm gonna miss Evan. No, we didn't get enough of the, Evan. The, no, we definitely right. No, where did where did this happen? Did this happen within issue five yeah, here? Or, I, did it, well, did no, it he he appeared in issue four. I think? Yeah, in four he shows back up as fully developed Apocalypse, but uh, yeah, the and be, because of the axis, he is on the side of good. No, 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 no. oh, he's not because he, Evan he, was good. So uh, in now in Axis, he's he's fully on the side of of evil. Apocalypse. The heroes are dicks, and yeah. the, and and the villains are. You know, rescuing puppies out of trees. The the uh, the only thing is, and because I'm not as well versed in apocalypse as you are, Jason, I I can give reading this, looking at it from my perspective, I I can give Remender an out because he did write Uncanny X Force. He did give us um, Evan the Genesis, and and I'm thinking that. Because he had Uncanny Avengers, that he may have a plan for Apocalypse. Granted, I'm also talking about how there are some characters that I felt that he didn't have a handle on in the same issue. So, but because right. he has some some time spent and 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 hours invested in this particular character, I I'm not I'm not just saying that uh, he's that this is it. That what we see right here with a few issues to go that, that, that this is as far as, as, uh, or the, uh, this is the way Apocalypse is going to go out. Sure. Yeah, no, I that think, makes sense. I think the threat of Evan becoming Apocalypse is, Jap is leaning is, back. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. Is, is much more interesting than the actual Apocalypse himself at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I love Apocalypse, mm-hmm. but we've seen more than enough for right now. Really good apocalypse, the bad story. And we also just had that awesome apocalypse twins arc, and and so we yeah. You know, nice. it, again, and that's it, I, I'm with you, David. I'm not saying it, it, there's lots of ways this could go from here. I'm just saying that that just on a purely personal level, I, I, right. I was digging Evan as a character and thought we could have had years of pretty cool stories with him um, because we always knew. Again, it, we always knew that at some point the he grows up to be arguably the worst. Uh, one of the worst threats to to the Marvel universe ever. So we 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 could have gotten there at any point. So I guess he doesn't have to. Well, no. My point the the the, the idea of Evan argued for maybe he doesn't have to, but but right. now he's he's back to to being it. So thus the conclusion is no. In fact, pretty much it is he is by destined to be to be apocalypse so you know it is what it is i mean 
it's a story mm-hmm. choice, and and you're right. I mean, Remender has really geared. He's 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 run the course here from this character from when he was a baby. So I, I not, far be it for me to say he's making a wrong a wrong choice. I just I would have preferred it to um to have not happened that way. So did uh, did you notice the covers on Captain America and the Mighty Avengers or Superior Iron Man where they have um, Avengers Now a little uh, a little Avengers Now logo on it? Yes, mm-hmm. and I didn't really see that on too many of the other. Avengers book, so I, oh, look at and that. and the um the Mighty Avengers cover also has a little Axis logo on it. Superior Iron Man does not. Oh, interesting. What is going on with Spider Man's webs in <laughs> Axis? Uh, no, on uh, Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, the the lower left, mm. the the webs are just spitting all over the place. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Speaking of webs, what'd y'all think of Spider Verse? Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I I think it had its ups and downs. I, <laughs> That's very I, fair. <laughs> I, I my three favorite in in out of the from, four. From, out of, no, well, out of well, the, there there were four items listed on the credit. Oh, right, page. So it was a fifth. Yeah, there's there's uh, no um, there, I, two of them weren't listed on the credit page. I absolutely Wait. loved the comics, uh, the newspaper strips. Oh, that, that was, yeah, that was cool. That was that my was, favorite. That was, that's I, the best part of the issue. I absolutely, yeah. cause I, my, um, no, never my dad would buy the newspaper, amazing, the, the, the two panel amazing Spider-Man strip was one of the first things I read every day. And, and, um, that was, I, I was delighted to see that. And, uh, since the, uh, with, with, with the Weaver's comments about how if, if there is one, Dimension that, uh, that, that, that he'll keep free and clear from, uh, from the family going after it's this. So there's, there's that. That's meta. That's that, meta. That extremely meta, meta dude. kept saying the same things over again. That was so, yeah. it was, it was fantastic. Why do you keep repeating yourself? Exactly. I'm, I'm done with this. And I'm out. Slot, we got to stretch it out for the week. Good. That's why. And <laughs> Slot needs to write the, the, the Spidey strip when, uh, Stan finally stops writing it for good. The, uh, the, well, the hostess. Yeah, the hostess was my favorite, just because yeah. that's so clever. I think that too. is, and it was it, and that was Slot and uh, Ty Templeton, mm-hmm. and my favorite story, main story from the book was uh, Lady Spider, the steampunk Spider Woman. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I think Scotty did a great job too. The Spider Clan was good. I it, Spider Clan the uh, which and apparently you know at every chance. I guess if, if Scotty doesn't feel like drawing something, he's just going to have Jake Parker do it from now on, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, but that was the artist on Spider Clan. I did dig the, um, the opening pa- uh, page and then you opened up to the two page spread. Um, I think that might lead into one of the, cause it wasn't the traditional Peter Parker getting bit by a spider, Spider-Man origin. That is definitely mm-hmm. a, an alternate spider universe. Um, only because of one character who shows up while Peter's watching the experiment go on. Um, poor 1602 Spider-Man. <laughs> so, so, uh, but I, I thought, you know, the, the majority of Spider-Verse, I, I really enjoyed. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I think I have to, Amend my, uh, comments. I, I think the Lady Spider, uh, it's the steampunk story. I think that may have been the best story the, because the, the, the comic strip thing is conceptually brilliant. Yeah. 
but it's only like what two pages. It is two pages. Yeah, and, and I I love the art. I mean, it was, but if they went but, beyond that, it would have just you would have wanted to look for a gun because it's, right, it's it's basically all punchline, right. which suits um, a comic strip, right? But the the steampunk lady spider was an awesome it story. Was. It it read wonderfully. It looked amazing. I need more of uh, that. De- Dennis Medry, what what has he done? <laughs> he needs to do more of this. Sure. I mean, and right. we got, and we got the, 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 what was it, the, the six of the Sinister Societies. We have the Sinister Six in, in a, in, in like a, a six page anthology story. Yep. It was just, it was, it was great seeing, seeing Mysterio show up in the, in, in the diver's helmet and, and just, I mean, <laughs> it, it is, I, I need that. I need more of this. I, I want more Lady Spider. Well, I'm sure Marvel being Marvel, there will be more of this. I'm confused though what this was supposed to be. Well, in the sense that that I understand, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be little vignettes of of other spiders from the Spider Verse. But isn't that what we were getting from Edge of Spider Verse? In a, I think, a more robust manner, we were getting actual stories that gave some some characterization to these guys in in a in a, in a way that we could actually start caring about them. I think mm-hmm. I think with Edge of Spider Verse, um, at least with the four stories were those are stories with characters that I think are going to play a bigger part in the mm, event. Okay. Whereas Spider Verse, they'll be the characters you see having conversations the in the background. Mm-hmm. Right. When when, yeah. when Peter is talking to to May or anything like that. And in, in Edge of Spider Verse, as the the name implies, they weren't grouped yet. They they were right, as right. David as David likes to say, they were bringing the band together. Mm. So uh, I, I thought this. I, 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 I thought uh, I thought the the composition of the book was 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 stellar. Um, like you said, the, the the two stories that aren't in the credits, I think not putting in there was both was intentional and smart. Yes, because it it it, it makes them um, little bonuses, little, yeah. little little Easter eggs almost, um, which you don't see coming, which just makes them that much more entertaining. Um, I thought. The Scotty Jake story was cool, um, albeit a little short. Um, I didn't care for the steampunk lady spider story. I thought it looked great. I think that the Dennis Medry is indeed a, a quite a appealing artist, but I just don't like steampunk stories. Just that, that's, oh, just, wow, okay. that's just a personal thing. I, for some reason, I don't, I don't care for the aesthetic. So that, that's on me. That's, that's my bad, not the book's bad. That, that's on me. Um, I thought Enter the Spider-Verse was completely forgettable. Um, and that was Ramos and Slot, so it, it it shouldn't have been. But I'm going to I'm going to tell you why I think it is uh, afterwards. I don't. I'm not going to spoil it okay. now. I will tell you guys why I think it's a big deal. And then and then the the I mean the the, the turd of the book is the is the <laughs> Cook stuff. I mean that's there was no need for that. It, it was superfluous. It, it went on way too. <laughs> yeah, long. it was. It, yeah. That shouldn't have been the longest story. And if it wasn't the longest, it felt like the longest. It did feel like the longest. So you know. Yeah, it it the ones that felt out of place. I think that was the one. This this has to be the the only Spider-Man event in which the the main story doesn't happen in the in the book called Spider-Verse. I mean the the story is going to play out in In Amazing Spider-Man. In Amazing, yeah, true. That's okay by me. That's true. Yeah, I I think and it's. I mean, we 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 touched on Spider Woman for a minute, but I think that's the only that's the only tie-in that I can see that um I I'm hoping that a lot of things don't happen 
in that series because I, it's, I'm going to be bummed for, for missing some of the bigger moments if they decide <laughs> to reveal them in that book. Complete said I am. I had a pass on that one. I didn't read yet, so I did. He, uh, he, he did take his time drawing Spider-Man Noir. So, I mean, that he, he, uh, he definitely took his time on, on that. Uh, but some of the, I, I was flipping through it and it, it's not, nah, I, I just, I, it's like Vince said today on, on Facebook. It, it, yeah, he, you flip through it at the shop and, and you couldn't, you couldn't leave with it. it and that's, it, there are times where I just, the art will keep me from, from, uh, from trying a book. Yeah. Uh, I think the book has a couple things bringing it down for me. One is the character. Uh, Spider Woman, she's okay, but I've seen more than enough for her in Bendis' Avengers and didn't really care all that much for her there. I'm a big so, fan of her as a character, but. Really? There is a, uh, there, there are a few pages of Spider Gwen in the book. I mean, along with Silk, but there's some Spider Gwen in there. So, I mean, if you are a, uh, a Gwen completist, uh, you'll want to check the book out anyway. Okay. Let's bring it up. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about something great. Let's switch to something other than Marvel Comics for a second. What? Yes. What? David. Yes, sir. Let's talk the Flash, son. You want to talk some Flash TV? <laughs> yes. We can do that. Did you watch last night's episode? No, I, I didn't okay, see that that's episode. fine. This, um, I've been kind of doing a, um, for the past few weeks, I've been doing a, uh, ranking from one to five or, or my five, the five shows, five comic book related shows, not, not including The Walking Dead, um, Gotham, The Flash, Arrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Constantine. And for the longest time, um, The Flash, pretty much since it started, has almost always been ranked first for me. And, um, without giving anything away, cause you may feel differently when you watch it, uh, this week may be the first time in a while that, that The Flash is not at the top of the list. Okay. Um, but I think that it's, it's been a, a fantastic show. Now I'm going to, I want you to go because I'm on record as being a huge Barry Allen fan. That, that's my flash. So I'll, I could go on for days about it, but you not being, how much flash have you read? That's what I was going to say. I, uh, I have read very little flash. I don't have a flash. I, I don't, okay. I'm not a Wally or a Barry guy. I don't, there's no allegiances for me. Um, I've read a little bit of the, of the John stuff. Uh, but most of the flash that I've read have been with, with him as a character in a team book. Um, the, the, I've read very few individual flash stories. Uh, I read a little bit of the, uh, his name is escaping or the Manipal Bucoletto reboot, um, their latest version, but nothing, I, I there certainly haven't, there's, there's just been very little for me. I've read a couple of the, the, the works, I guess that would be considered, Issues that have been considered his all-time classics, just just from his just a, almost a historical perspective to understand the character, but but I just don't have a strong feeling of of Flash one way or the other. So uh, in a way, this I'm watching the show as a, kind of like a neophyte would or a non-comics guy, just watching it um, with with just only the very slightest of 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 reference to the Easter eggs. I, put it this way: I know enough about the universe to get the majority of the Easter eggs as they appear, but I don't know that they, if not done correctly, would have in and of themselves made me enjoy it anymore. If this, it, The Easter eggs don't mean all that much to me 
like they might would for you because I, I don't, you. they don't have, but so all that being said, I think it's phenomenal. I think the show is terrific. Um, uh, I think it's really well cast. I love that his dad is, is Je- Jesse Alexander. I, I love that he's got a, I mean, t- hat tip to no apologies, uh, Gil Cologne for making this point on Facebook, but he's so right. Um, you want to point to a positive black role model on TV, uh, point to Jesse Alexander. You've got a, you've got a, um, Jesse Martin. I mean, I'm sorry, not Jesse Martin. Thank you. Sorry. Um, Jesse Martin is, you've got a, uh, you've got a, 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 you know, a single black man who's raising a, a, his best friend's son, adopting his best friend's son because of the death and imprisonment. And, and it's a white kid, you know, and, and he's doing, he's doing a great job raising this kid. And also he did a great job raising his own daughter. That, that's a really positive thing. And I think he's, he's a wonderful, um, centerpiece to the, sh- to the show. And let me just say, I, I will be crestfallen if he gets killed at some point. It, it will really bum me out because I think yeah. he's awesome. Um, I, I know the Iris dynamic of, of him having grown up with her and it being kind of a surrogate sister is, 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 is a little bit twisted up from history, I think, but, but, uh, A, she's fine. <laughs> <This> thing, <laughs> she, she is a fine looking actress and, they have great chemistry together. It's totally believable that they're, they're brother and sister and he's got more feelings than that, but she's oblivious to it because she loves him deeply, but as a friend and, or as a brother. And, um, I think the whole thing is really well done. It's, it's, it's well paced. It's, it's definitely still in that villain of the week mode, which all these shows seem to start off as, but it's been okay. I don't think it's been, um, it hasn't annoyed me, I guess. I, I know that, that, uh, that, uh, the Smallville show bothered a lot of people for a long time because it was villain of the week and this is starting out that way. And I've seen some people make mention of that, but I haven't minded it. I think it's been cool to introduce the rogues. And so far they've, they've largely made sense in the context of they all got their powers from the same event. And yeah, I, I don't, I, I have been pleasantly surprised. He, he's, uh, the actor who plays the Flash is perfectly cast. I think he's, he's, he's got that skinny, um, frame that you would need if you were, if Flash was gonna exist, quote unquote, in the real world. Um, the supporting cast is a lot of fun. He's got an awesome Scooby gang. You've got, uh, Dr. Wells, who you and I have discussed offline about whether or not he's in fact reverse Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I know you're of the mind he, he's most likely not. And, and I'm leaning to the fact that he is. Although I think to your point, the, the greatest reason to think he's not reverse flash is that we haven't, we have a, we have an, a, a Thrawn in, in, on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not him. So why would they name that guy that name if it wasn't meant to be reverse flash? So, um, so, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's great. The only, the only thing I will say as the show goes on that will, will bother me if it goes this way is, Based on the names of his supporting characters, uh, including the female scientist and the male scientist who are helping him out at Star Labs, based on their names in DC Comics history, we are led to believe that they're all going to eventually become heroes or, or, or villains. And I don't think I'm going to dig that. I'm not going to like it if every single person in his life ends up becoming um, a cape. Sure. That's going to seem weird to me. But for now, based on who they are right now, I think it's been great. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. The, uh, it's, 
I think last night I might be leaning more towards your um your way of thinking regarding the oh, okay. flash, but I okay. don't know if sometimes I see it and it just strikes me as a little obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but that could just be me reading into it. Um, we've had, we've had, um, weather wizard. We've had, uh, captain cold. We've had, multiplex. um, multiplex, um, plastique. Plastique was fantastic. We had Clancy Brown showed up. So, I mean, when, when he shows up, that's that you're, Definitely getting a uh, a thumbs up for me. There have been cameo. We yes, and in two weeks, I guess they're taking the week off for for Thanksgiving. In two weeks, we have the Arrow Flash crossover. Nice. Um, Now, is it Felicity? Is that her name? Felicity. Yes, Felicity Smoke is. She is absurdly beautiful. Always. Oh, oh, she. Oh my God, she is ridiculous. She is definitely one reason why I I watch Arrow each week. Um, She is. She's just amazingly easy on the eyes. She, uh, Felicity Smoke in, in the DC Comics universe, she is actually Ronnie Raymond's stepmother, stepmother, right, Vince? I don't know. I think, I think she marries <laughs> Ronnie Raymond's father, uh, who, and Ronnie Raymond is, is Firestorm. Um, right. We are eventually going to see Firestorm for sure, right? I mean, because and of the, the, that the, again, the... because of the, uh, the, the, the accelerator, the particle reactor, whatever you want to call it. Yes, um, Ronnie was instrumental in designing it. And when um, the event happened that gave Flash, that gave Barry his Flash powers and gave all the metahumans in the area uh, their powers, Ronnie was um, responsible for turning everything off and, and minimizing the damage. Uh, but he was stuck in there and uh so pretty sure we're going to get a firestorm um and oh, the mist as well <clears throat> yes oh yeah the mist was fantastic and oh um simon stag which i was so pissed when uh now who was simon stag simon I mean, stag I know he is on the is, show but i mean what is the significance in the comics he is uh he is sapphire stag's father sapphire stag is the woman who loves rex mason who becomes metamorpho okay oh simon stag was the he was in the um the wednesday comics yes okay. you're right okay mm-hmm. so yeah so he's he um java is his bodyguard and, right. and java right. loves sapphire but sapphire's heart belonged to to rex mason um but Simon didn't care for Rex, so when he sent him on the expedition and and trapped him, figured that was he'd be out of his daughter's life. Um, that went awry. But um, yeah, Simon Stagg is he was very much um, uh, uh, William Sadler played him pretty much as well as you could a live action Simon Stagg. He is a is uh, a very rich man. He um, successful in what he does. Um, but I. I feel like that was a waste, um, just because of how I feel about the character. But, um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get Rex Mason on the show, but the, uh, I think everybody is fantastic on it. It's a CW show, so they, so they are pretty, but it's not, um, it's, it really is the story and, and, and anything, they seem to have gotten better with, with each show that, uh, Warner Brothers puts on the CW. We, they've learned, they've learned from Smallville and they were able to pretty much do Arrow pretty well out the gate. And there, it did struggle. There, there, there were some, uh, some, some 
uh, some pains along the way early on in the first season, but as the season progressed, it, it, it got better in the third season. Um, there are some things that are annoying me now, which is why as great as Arrow has been for me, it's, um, it usually ranks anywhere from second to fourth, depending on the week. Um, but the, uh, but whatever they learned with Arrow and any mistakes they may have made, they are, doing a real good job of not making those mistakes with the flash. Um, it, it helps. I think that it, they are so closely connected, mm-hmm. uh, cause flash is a spinoff of arrow. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, it's, it's definitely, it, yeah, it, as far as Smallville went with the monster of the week or, or the meteor kryptonite infecting everybody and, and giving Clark someone else to fight. Um, there was a reason why everybody, has these powers. Um, and, and aside from the, the powers, there's the story of Barry trying to, um, clear his dad's name. And this was, this was fantastic casting because, um, Barry's dad is, uh, is played Dude, by John Wesley the old Ship, Flash show, right? Right. Who's Dawson's dad and, and was right. the original, um, Barry Allen from the show in the, uh, late eighties, early nineties. And, um, that was neat to see, but yeah. So, so Barry has the mystery of of finding out who actually murdered his mom because it wasn't his dad. Um, and and Joe West, Iris's dad, has finally um, come around to accepting that and and believing Barry. Uh, there's um, the, the well, and so let me ask you though, if if I'm right about Wells being Reverse Flash, then mm-hmm. do you think that they're making Detective Eddie Thawne? Do you, do you think they named him that just just to, as a nod to Flash comic fans, just as a wink? I do. Yeah, really, it's just it, a dude. He, he may he may be the one dude who who just has the name who's not going to be the guy who he is in the comics. Right, right. Um, and and Doctor Caitlin Snow may be as well. I mean, we don't know, but it, it's um, that's true. That's true. But it's 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 one of those things where I think that um. It, the more I think about it, because at first, you know, my theory on, on Wells, who I thought Wells is or what he was about, um, I am kind of changing my mind a bit. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not going to put it all out there yet, but it, it's one of those things where the, um, the Easter eggs, uh, like he, early on when, when they were trying to find out how fast Barry can actually run and, He's on a treadmill. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Cause we're now, they're showing us the cosmic treadmill and, and he hasn't, he hasn't gotten where he, um, he has run up the side of a building. He hasn't vibrated through any walls yet, but he does vibrate his face. So you can't see who he is. True. Even though he's wearing a mask when he's talking. And he modulates him. his voice too. Yes. Um, so they, they, they are doing their homework. They're, they're being smart about it. And, and it's, uh, the, there are little things like when, um, he, he was, he was, um, there were a couple of cops who were talking about these, these guys that they had stopped. And Barry wants to let Joe know that, you know, you know, it really wasn't them who stopped them. It was me. And, and Joe's like, what do you want? You know, you looking, you doing this because you want recognition. He goes, no, I'm not saying I want them to make a museum after me or anything. And it's like, and, and it's little things like that because there is a flash museum and, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's, um, they do their homework. I think they're doing more homework with the Flash 
than they were or do with Arrow. Um, I mean, Arrow today, they, the, tonight they had a, um, a CI whose name was Kirby Bates. And I, so, so they'll do things like that. There was, there was a Judge Grell. Um, so they'll definitely, tonight they actually had a, uh, a Sherwood florist on uh, as uh-huh. a front. So, I mean, they, they are still making the connections to the comics, but the flash is just kind of to me on a, um, on a whole other level. Whereas arrow is, he is a vigilante. It's, it's more street level. He He's the daredevil to the flashes. Um, Spider-Man it's, it's just, he's, he's got the superpowers. It's, it's more, um, fantastical than arrow is. I mean, arrow's just a tough dude who shoots bow and arrows. He doesn't have any powers. Um, and he's kind of an outsider in, in a world where people might be enhanced. Whereas, um, Barry is, is kind of rolling with it. He, he's learning as he goes. The, the, the setup with Star Labs is, is fantastic because he, um, he is young. He doesn't have a lot of experience in things. As smart as he is as being a forensic scientist, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know how fast he needs to run in order to, you know, do certain things. And that's where Cisco and, uh, and Caitlin come in and, the, the whole mystery with Wells, there's a lot going on with the flash where you can't just watch it and go, all right, well, it's, it's a superhero show or, or he's going to fight this bad guy this week. It's, there's, it's somewhat layered. There are a few things where, uh, if, if, if you're not paying attention, you may miss something and that may come back to bite you later on. But it's a, um, it, it's a show that is, is very entertaining. The acting is, it, it, and it's, it's a CW show. So, I mean, I'm not going to say the acting is, you know, up there with something that Coppola is going to direct, but it's still, um, really good TV for me. So I, um, and between that and then, you know, nine o'clock, I turn the station and, and I'm watching AIDS and Shield. I'm, I'm happier in a pick and slot. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of his rose gallery, um, we've been introduced to Captain Cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is our boy from Prison Break? Yes, uh, Wentworth and Miller. Staying, he's awesome, and he's alluded to the fact that we're going to get a heat wave, and it's going to be Dominic Purcell, which I love. <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome because <laughs> you know they were, <laughs> they were obviously brothers. brothers in and the stars of Prison Break. But my question for you is: Was Heat Wave essentially the partner of Captain Cold? I mean, did he basically just have the exact same thing? He had a heat gun versus a cold gun, and did did they get created together? I mean, because in this, you know, they're both basically just uh, vibes. Cisco created a bunch of weapons, and 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 Dominic Purcell get uh, Wentworth Merler gets a hold of them and 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 hands them off. But I, but the question is, I have for you is 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 Heatwave the mirror image of Captain Cold? I mean, are they are they partners? Do they have the same? Are they the mirror image of one another in terms of powers, or or in the comics are they just from different places? From what I remembered yeah i mean they were yeah it was it was heat and cold but as i i don't think they were introduced at the same time or um aside from any rogue team-ups i don't um i don't really remember because i don't i captain cold i enjoyed but um and apparently he's he's the flashes even though it's reverse flash and professor zoom and and that's who murdered Iris, even though, um, you know, I would think reverse flash would be the guy. It's Captain Cold who's, um, 
is basically Flash's Green Goblin or his Joker. That's that's the one who's the one to beat when it comes to his rogues. I um Well I we've got Karad and we haven't seen Mirror Master yet. We did we did um we have a we didn't see the top. We we have a tease with Grodd because in the pilot in the first episode we see that um there was a cage labeled Grodd with the bars broken and we find out in the episode with Plastique um when uh General Eiling showed up and was talking to Wells, um I guess Grodd was an experiment that the two of them were working on together uh until Wells put the kibosh on that. So um, I have a feeling we're going to see Grodd. I just don't know how close to the comic he'll be. Um, right. or if he'll just be more like, um, who the hell was the, uh, the ape that, uh, Superman used to fight? Come on, Vince. Mentallo. No, with the, uh, M- Mala. No, 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 not much of Mala. Uh-huh. The, um, he was, he was the big giant, uh, it's like King Kong. Oh, jeez. Right? Titano. Yeah. That's it. Yes, I don't think he's going to be like. That. I don't think he's going to be that. I, I, I'm just curious to know if he's going to have um, the uh, the the mental abilities or just be able to speak or um, appear more human than uh, than gorilla. But it's um, that would be cool to be for for the like the comic. Yes, version. absolutely. I agree. That, that'd I agree. be cool because uh, it'd be different to see how he'd um, combat that. But no, I think uh, I. Flash is definitely something I'd, I'd recommend to, I, I think even my dad's watching it and, and I know the minions digging it. So it's, it's, uh, and you know, he'll, he'll ask me the questions and we, um, because it's been so long since I read Barry as the Flash. Cause I, Wally, Wally was actually Flash longer than Barry was before New 52. So, um, the Barry stories I read ended. In the mid eighties. So I haven't really read too much since then. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're both kind of, um, I'm relearning and, and I get to tell him where things are from, but, um, I, I love that it's, it's, uh, they're kind of hitting all the sweet spots. Yeah, definitely. Now I, I, and it's for me, it's, I'm enjoying it much more than, um, the other DC related shows. Um, I, I'm I'm digging Agents of Shield quite a bit too, but that's uh, that's not new news. So yeah, Flash baby baby. It's amazing how quiet Vince goes when we start talking about DC TV shows. <laughs> and the Flash at that crickets. There's, there's room for everything. Crickets. The uh, last night's <laughs> last night's Agents of Shield were um, that was fun. Depending on how uh, Gotham goes this week, and I doubt. I'll rank it number one, but, but it's, it's Agents of Shield is top of the stack for me this week. It was a, um, there's a theory of, uh, as to who, um, the, uh, the doctor is, which I saw today, which was pretty interesting. I could, I could see that happening. Um, the doctor, of course, played by, um, Tom McLaughlin from, uh, Twin Peaks and Portlandia, but he, um, the man never ages. Dude, he looks amazing. <sighs> what? I I love Kyle McLaughlin. Uh-huh. Uh I think he is overacting horribly in Agents of <laughs> Are Shield. Are you really? Oh, I, I, it's painful. I, I, I just I, I love how exaggerated he is on it though. It it's 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 like they said, all right, camp it up. 
And as, well, yeah, as, I got the feeling that's what they did say, right? They wanted to as it bizarre, yeah, as bizarre and as over the top as you can make it, do it. Yeah. And it's and it, it it works for about a minute or two, but then he just keeps slamming it home. It's like, oh, no, it's, man. he hasn't he hasn't taken me out of a scene yet. I I just I'm I'm watching him and I'm just I'm fixated. He he'll, he'll talk to um, uh, Reed Diamond or anybody else. And last night he uh, he was face to face with Coulson and. Um, this morning I, I read a headline that, um, for one theory on who, who he may actually be. And I won't, I won't blurt it out in case you guys don't want to know, but it was, um, I can see it. And, and it's just, I, it, it's been a, um, it's interesting to see people who are like, oh, well, you know, I thought Agents of Sealed, you know, sucked in the first season. I watched all 22 episodes, but I thought it sucked. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this season's so much better than the last season. It's like, well, I'm glad you stuck around because it, it, but it's, I um well I got to be honest I think I might be in that camp I, I I didn't I wasn't that way the whole season but I I definitely feel like I powered through the full first half 10, 10, 12 episodes wondering why I kept watching it in the hopes that if I gave it time and and then I thought it really got quite quite good towards the very end and yes and it's picked up there even and gotten better I think so I I'm I'm definitely in the camp where I I kind of was making fun of it each week saying, why am I watching this? And right. uh, to the point where I eventually got to a, a place where I think it's good. So, and the, uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen Deathlock since for a while now. And I mean, there are just, um, the whole thing with the thing with Fitz is killing me. Um, but I'm <laughs> absolutely, you know, I, I, and, and, um, if anybody's on me right now, it's probably sky, but I think that, what? Yeah, no, what? She, she is. She is. She's she just. Come on, son. No, she. I mean, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad she's eating. But it's just. It's. It's. Um. I don't. I don't know what it is. I just. I. I see everybody, and I just. I don't know what it is that that that's kind of just. Um, you just. You just want to cradle that woman in your arms. And that's what it is. Be, yeah. It's gonna be okay, baby. Uh, <laughs> but it's um. But no, Everything's I mean, it's gonna be all right. The um. Last night was pretty cool. I just, I, um, I'm really, there, there's, I'm enjoying it all. I mean. I think, uh, Bobby was a fantastic addition. Oh, she's so fine. Too. Absolutely. Oh, and she, I don't, she, she, she's absolutely fine. Um, she was the more, one that was supposed to be Wonder Woman, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. More importantly, I believe that she's Mockingbird. Well, <laughs> well, she, she's got the, she's, 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 staff. she has, I don't, yes, we haven't heard a, we haven't heard a code name yet. No, right. Well, no, but I, I believe she's Bobby Morse. I yes. believe. That, oh, I see what you're saying. Right. It's, it's, she's not just a pretty face. She's not, I mean, she is eye candy, but the woman can act. She, she's got the physical, uh, stuff down. I just think she was a, just a fantastic addition. True, true. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Triple true. Whew, that was exciting. Dude, I'm not. Just because I don't watch something doesn't mean you guys can't talk about it. Come on. That's obvious. That's true. You go into Gotham and I would have to have the uh, the mute on. No, well, okay, well, I will say, because that's, that's the only show that, well, it's the only comic-related show that, that Renee and I are both watching. Um, the, uh, the, they are definitely... This is what the Minion's biggest gripe is. And I mean, it, 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 it's with Arrow, it's with Gotham. He, he absolutely loves that the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's spilled into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That show is taking off from where the Avengers left and, and it's, it's all cohesive. Um, 
he can't, and he's a non-comic book reader. He only watches movies and some of the shows. Um, There's a lot of those. There are a lot of those. And, and, mm-hmm. and he, it's, it's so frustrating for him to watch the Nolan Batman movies. He sees that trilogy, he watches that trilogy, and here's Ra's al Ghul. There's Liam Neeson. And he finds out that Liam Neeson even said, I'll be Ra's al Ghul on Arrow. But for whatever reason, the producers are like, no, we got our own thing going. This is what's going on. And they introduced Rache a couple weeks ago. It's not Liam Neeson. Don't look anything like Liam Neeson. Wait a minute. And Lee, Liam Neeson offered yes. to, and they said no. No, it wasn't going to, it didn't happen. So, uh, <laughs> wow. So That's he, crazy. he, and, and, you know, and he knows that, um, the flash, it's going to be in the movie, whether or not that's, I don't even know if it's going to be Barry Allen or it's going to be Wally West or whatever. Um, but that flash is not going to be the flash from the show. And, um, it, and Ben Affleck's Batman in Batman v Superman is not going to have anything to do with the Nolan verse. Batman. It's confusing. He, it's he, very he confusing. Is, he is, so, it is confusing for him and he is absolutely, he cannot, he, it doesn't get it. Why? You know, it's like, why would you, and I know we've always said that, oh, well, you know, so Steve Rogers isn't Captain America. Well, the movie's coming out. He'll be Captain America in the comic by the time the movie comes out. Peter Parker will be Spider-Man by the time the movie comes out. And and we always, you know, we always laughed like, you know, as if people are going to leave the movie theaters and go read a comic book and not wonder why that's not the same character. But it looks like the, the comics are kind of lining up with what they're doing in the movies. But he just, he cannot get over the fact that the movies and the TV shows are two separate entities, even though um I keep telling him, I'm like, we have the trilogy. Nolan told his Batman story. That's it. That it's in its own bubble. It's a different universe. I keep, I just keep trying to pound that down. And right. uh it's, he can't, you know, so I don't know if you guys have in your circle of friends who watch the movies or the TV show. And I probably don't have too many of them that read comic books also, but do they have any, issues has it ever come up where they're like you know they it's frustrating or it's hard to follow because each media is is in its own separate thing Hmm. i don't feel like i have enough if any baseline to judge this on um i feel like most people i know will go see the movies but i don't know of many that watch the shows Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah all my friends are online so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're talking to all my comic friends right now. So. Yeah, really. All That's my it. friends are listen, listening to me right, right. now. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, I, I've said it before, and and uh, when when that Marvel book gets written on on the cinematic universe, it's going to be consulted for for a long time to come because they've established a Marvel method, just like they did back in 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 '63. We had a Marvel method of making comics. Now we have a Marvel method of making. TV shows and movies, and it's so cohesive that you don't have these problems. Right? It's it's insane that that the logistics and the planning and the conception and just just the from a design standpoint and just getting all these actors to 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 play nice and reprise their roles. That's it, it's it just boggles my mind how they've pulled this off. It, it, it's 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 a a masterstroke. It really is. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm just saying. It's. I give them props. It's getting anything to gel 
in in that world that holly world hollywood tv world is is incredibly difficult even a trilogy's tough and and they're doing it movie after movie and television show it's just amazing to me mm-hmm. there's a plan yep. they have a plan who would have thunk it right bundles oh yeah, yeah. let's talk bundles the baby right here? Uh, why is there one out now uh no they don't come out enough um i mean there's one out now but it's not comic related well, I always keep an eye on the games, um, just because it's an incredible value. Mm. And you get, you get the soundtracks with them too. Discount Comic Book Service has bundles, the Valiant Bundle, $17.95, the Image Bundle, uh, $9.74, and the Dynamite Bundle is $9.97. Keep an eye out for the Valiant, number one, Jeff Lemire, Matt Kenton, Paulo Rivera, and while you're at it, take a valiant first look at five five books in your future. You don't want to miss them because this this new valiant is going to be all over the place, and that's a good thing. They're going to blow up. In your travels, I want you to read Savage Dragon. Wow. Specif- yeah, specifically issue one ninety nine. Eric Larson stretches out even farther than usual and did the entire issue in double page spreads. Sweet. It starts on the inside front cover. You have naked demon bitches, a gigantic uh, demon. The freak force is in here. Super Patriot, Malcolm, of course. Uh, Angel's in here. You have uh, the Black Terror, Daredevil. It's just like a free-for-all, and it's massive. The destruction, the carnage, it's just, it's, obviously, it's widescreen, because they're all double-page spra- splashes. Um the barbaric i love barbaric uh it's it's just an amazing feat you also get a vanguard backup by gary carlson and frank fosco you got a meaty letters page two meaty two uh letters pages and on the inside back cover savage dragon funnies there's two covers to this thing savage dragon's always like a massive value and it's $3.99, Three ninety nine, but you get what you pay for in in the case of Savage Dragon. It's always good. Uh Larson embraces that that wonderful uh old timey comic book warm and fuzzy feeling we all love so much. He, he's this it's it's comic books that just uh are not ashamed of their humble roots, let's just say that. It's it's really good stuff. It's on one ninety nine. So if you jump on now, you could be around for the massive issue two hundred. I think it's going to be eighty pages, and it's going to be fantastic. It's Larson. That those two words go hand in hand. Fantastic and Larson. Savage. That too. So read it. Savage Dragon. Wow. Um, in your travels, I had a couple of things, but I think first, this isn't my in your travels because I haven't read it yet, but I'm cluing you in on it. Because um, I bought I bought it earlier today when I found that it came out. We all know that the um, the folks over at uh, Pantel Syndicate give us the lovely digital comic book, The Private Eye. Today they have a second title to mm-hmm. add to their lineup called Universe by Albert Montes. It is a periodical of cosmic wonder. Uh, just like with The Private Eye, you can... Get your PDF or CBR or CBZ for whatever you want to pay. Uh, you can, um, 
It is a series of self-contained and yet somehow connected sci-fi tales uh, by Albert. So, and it looks great. So, I um, I will be reading it for next week. It looks pretty fun. Um, it looks different than the Private Eye does, and it I'm sure it will read quite differently. So, um, I'm intrigued. Yeah, no, I'll uh, clue you guys in on that, and uh, I think we will. You know what? I'm not going to talk about Thor, but I will talk about, um, I watched a movie this past weekend because I wanted to read a comic, uh, that was, um, released last week. Um, I read, and I'll recommend, especially if you're a fan of either character, I'm going to say in your travels, read Django Zaro number one. Nice. Uh, I, uh, watched the movie over the weekend. And, um, to get a feel for, I, you know, I didn't know if it was a prequel, if the comic was, you know, going to talk about before or after, or I just, I wanted to get as much info on, on, I, I know about Zorro. I wanted to know a little bit about Django, uh, before I read the comic. I didn't want anything, um, ruined. I also wanted to see, you know, how, how, uh, and I, because it's, it's written, um, by, uh, Quentin and, Matt Wagner, and this is, there are, there are a few people whose, whose opinions I, I respect and, and I, um, I take their word for it if they're going to tell me that I'm going to enjoy something when I think that I might not, uh, like Jason, like Matt Wagner, where, you know, I'll, I am not the, the biggest Tarantino fan these days, uh, haven't for a while, um, and, and I thought Django Unchained was, a lot better than his previous two efforts. The, that being, um, Inglorious Bastards and, and the Horrible Death Proof. And I think that the, uh, because of some of the, um, some of the things that were done in Django and Chain, as exaggerated as they were, as, as maybe ridiculous, uh, as they were, it helped as far as me enjoying it. It, it, it worked in its favor as far as I was concerned. Um, hmm. it, I don't want to say, it, uh, it wasn't as offensive as as I would have expected it to be, um, and and that's on me. That that's just because of my perception of of the uh, of the author. So, um, I, uh, I I I did enjoy it. I'll, you know, it's I know I know when someone says, "Well, I didn't hate it." That that's not that's it's not exactly a glowing. <laughs> recommendation but i um i i did like it i well um, your facebook post was so that was django yes see but that's how you read it that's uh, that's not how well, i know but that's and i well you know it was basically just to say so i i watched it it, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be a um complimentary or 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 a complaint and that, no i'm just saying so that was you know so i mean i that was me saying i watched it so that we could talk about it when, when it, when it comes up, but it's, um, so I did watch it. I don't have to talk shit about something I, I, I have no knowledge of now. Um, it's, uh, and, but you did read Django. I did read Django Zora number one. Oh. It is a, um, it's, Can't wait. it's, um, it's, I'm going to say it's a slow setup. It was, um, it, it, it definitely reads like the, uh, the, the, the Django character was just like the dude in the movie I just finished watching. Uh, and what was neat was that, um, when, uh, when they're having dinner in the movie 
and and uh panache comes up and and of course steven says panace but um when they're trying to explain to the people around the table what panache means and in the stagecoach with django and diego um diego says panache and and he's about to basically lay out the definition and Django's like, no, I, I know what it means. It is like, and if I didn't, it, it was just the connection to the movie that I had that I was like, well, that, that's, that's neat. That, of course he does. Cause he just, so it was little things like that, as opposed to if I just read this issue that, um, Django would just be, you know, like just some guy who knew that word. And he also keeps saying that, uh, Diego reminds him of, of an old friend who of course is Dr. Schultz. So it, it's, um, I think I got more out of the issue because I did see the movie, but I think even on its own, nice. it's a, um, it's, it's a really good first issue. If, if you've been reading Wagner Zorro, um, you know the character. Diego is an older dude. It's not like it's, it's Zorro in his prime meeting up Django. Um, it's, uh, just because of the way the timelines are, but, uh, I don't, um, I don't know how long after Django Unchained this story takes place. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the next couple issues to see um see things move along, speed up a bit. It, it like I said, this is this was purely a setup issue. You're getting to know who these two characters are, and they're getting to know each other, and um things aren't exactly what they seem um at first blush. So it's uh it's pretty cool and, and Dynamite also has uh included um a soundtrack for for the issue. Um Either through Spotify or YouTube, but they're, they're, they're going all in. I believe, um, Matt did a, uh, I don't believe Matt actually did a, uh, an AMA with Reddit earlier this week. And, um, he, uh, I believe he said that because Tarantino is, is busy working on his next movie, he's not, they're communicating through email. And I think he said that, um, the notes for the fifth or sixth issue, have um have come in or Matt's pretty much done writing the fifth or sixth issue. So they're um they're moving right along and and I guess they're they're gonna be on it for a bit. So I'm looking forward to the next one. It's just to see see us uh move things along. Wow, look at you get a little bit of gay blade in your life. Uh, Love gay blade. Wow yeah, I do. I do. Don Diego uh, I love me some too. Do you? Oh man, are you kidding me? Dude, it's a pulp character. I love all the pulp characters. I can't wait to get this issue. It's coming to my damn box. Box in your room and shit. Uh, so, in your travels, I want you all to watch a few movies with uh, with me this week. Because in both cases, I haven't seen them yet. Um, and I'm going to rectify that with the quickness. They both were recently released in Blu-ray. And I procured mm. them via Amazon, as any good American should. America. And they are two <laughs> Japanese films. Uh, oh, are they animated? I know what they are. You do? I do. Okay, Can they? I guess? Sure, if they're animated, I know what they are. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Yes! Uh-huh. And, yes. um... Not, not, so Totoro, delivery uh, service, right? Yeah, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. No. Totoro. Uh, oh. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Nope. Wow, what was the one that was just released? Okay, so Vince is on the right track. So, um, Miyazaki, Miyazaki, who many contend is the greatest cartoonist alive and, and some say second only to Walt Disney in the history of cartooning. Um, but I admittedly don't know much of his work. Um, uh, in any event, uh, this week, his 
four most well-regarded and well-reviewed films were put out in Blu-ray here in the States, uh, including Prince Mononoke, which is always on – if you Google top ten animated films, I, I feel like Mononoke is one of the few that are always on every list. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. So – uh, I'm gonna watch it with with. Is it, it? I presume it's okay to watch with my kids, or is it not? Is, mm, no, I don't. No, well, they're you know how they like to rate things in terms of intense. Is it some PG-13 sequences. rated? Yeah, there's some intense sequences okay. in it. Well, either way, I'm gonna try and watch it this week um, because it is again. It's one of those uh, those white spaces in our in our cultural geeky cultural pantheon, which, which, which is inexcusable to me because again, it is such a well-regarded film. So, uh, I got that with the quickness. And then the other I've owned for uh, a month or two, uh, and just haven't gotten around to watch it, but I, I'm, I figured now's a good time as any. And that is Space Battleship Yamato. Which oh, was the, uh, the live action, um, film that came out in Japan a few years ago, uh, about the Star Blazers, um, which was, uh, we've talked about many times. It's, one of my favorite cartoons from when we were kids. And so, yeah, this is the live action uh, of that, mm-hmm. which came out in, uh, I want to say 2011 or 12 in Japan. Right, Vince? I think, a, I think 11. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hook those up with the quickness and uh, we'll report back my findings. Interesting. I'm, I'm very eager to hear. Now, what do you think uh, of Miyazaki? I mean, are you... Oh, my God. Legend. <laughs> And, and would you say Momonoke is his crowning achievement, or would you prefer one of the others? It's very hard to pick. Mm. They're, they're all different, and they're all they all have their their um, pluses. There is absolutely no minuses. Uh-huh. Uh I just it's it's a canon. I, I can't because uh, the other one I think people often say is 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 up there with Momonoke is Spirited Away. That's the other one that seems to get the yeah. That's a little slow. Okay, and it's a little surreal, mm-hmm. but I love it. Um, yeah, it's a great movie too, but I think Mononoke is a, it's, that's, I'm glad you started with that one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yamato. Uh, oh, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh. It's okay. The reviews are pretty good for it. It's okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm so enamored with the original source material that, mm-hmm. um, it'll be hard for me not to find something enjoyable of it from it. Uh, visually stunning. Okay, right? cool. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, David, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, I don't want to disagree with you because, um, on Tarantino. You can. Jason no, does all the time. Well, don't sweat it. Yeah, nah, I, I, you know, Dab is my boo. Yeah, no, it's, Tarantino can do no wrong for Jason. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say, this is, this is the one conceit. I will say that Death Proof is the inferior. Of the two films. Oh, for show. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a love letter to that no, period it, of the seventies yeah, when all those films were, made. Oh, it goes on you know, for days. it does. You're right. There, that's, there are and that's, that's my issue with the bulk of his movies, but especially, I mean, and I was, I was so into, you know, I, I was going along with everything and, and, uh, everything's cool and, and they have dinner and, and of course candy gets all upset and gets the better of our heroes. Um, and then that's when, after that, when, when Schultz goes to the library and, and, and talks to him about, uh, Duma, it's that right there is when I'm like, Oh, now it's a Tarantino movie because everything he does 
is the greatest thing ever. If he, if he wrote it, if he filmed it, you have to see it. The man cannot edit himself. And, and that's where it started to just be like, okay, now I know where it's going. I'm just going to see it play out. And it, it could have been a little tighter at parts, but it, it, um, a little, yeah, there's a good, there's a good half hour you could have trimmed out of that. Moment. So, I mean, that, but that's, that's my main, that is probably my main issue more than the, um, the language to, to, to some degree, but it's, it's, um, like I said, I, I did not enjoy Glorious Bastards at all. And, and, uh, this, this was, uh, and I mean, and when Kill Bill's on, I'll usually watch most of them, depending on which one it is, which volume. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction or, or, I, there are, there aren't too many one-two punches when it comes to movies by one guy that, uh, that I think should be in everybody's library. Hmm. Cool. I was actually rooting against the, uh, the females in Death Proof. Oh, because they were, they were, they were so freaking annoying. The, the, the part in the car where it's DZ Deke, Digga Digga Dozy, whatever the hell. I was like, seriously, run that car right off the road now. Because you guys are like friggin' tedious, man. But it, it's, um, and as, as, as great as Fox was in Django Unchained, it was, it was Waltz who, uh, who made it for me. And, and he is apparently going to be the Bond villain in the next movie. So I'm, Ooh, I'm still. Nice. Who's going to be Bond? Do I know? It should I'm, still be Daniel Craig. Really? I believe so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. He should be. Yeah, there, he's great. There hasn't been a better Bond. There hasn't been a better book based. But I mean, that's, that's the Bond from the book. Everybody else was too pretty. Everybody else had their gadgets. That's not the James Bond from the book. Well, Daniel I, Gregg it, is the. I think he's pretty. He's, no, I mean, he's not, I'm not, it's not like he, he had every branch falling out of the ugly tree, but it's not, uh. he's, when you compare him to, Pierce and, and, and young Sean Connery or Timothy Dalton. He is not the, um, he's not the guy that other people would think, Oh, I want me some of that. I think he's got the rugged good looks. I don't, but I mean, Renee would probably look at him and be like, what's so special. I mean, he takes his shirt off and then maybe we're talking something else, but before that, wow. it's like, you know, I don't know what's so special about him. She'll say no love for Roger Moore. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was, I think he was the Bond for most of my contemporaries because that's who was James Bond when the movies were new. But when you look at everybody who's been James Bond, I think the only person more beats out is Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Love Roger Moore. In fact, he is one of the squares in my latest jam piece. Of course he <laughs> is. Cause he's gotta be. Uh, best Bond titled movie ever. The Octopussy. Yes. <laughs> Stroke of Jesus. Yes, hey everybody, thank you for being here with us. We hope you will return next week. And you know what? You can find the next one of these the same place you found this one. Just subscribe in iTunes and while you're there, how about leaving us one of them their reviews? We would very much appreciate that. Right? Yeah. Um jump on the Skype not the Skype, the uh Twitter. I was looking at the word Skype as I was thinking, so therefore it came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Jump, jump on the Twitter and, and friend us and go on the Facebooks and um, the other guys are there all the time. They're like Facebook rats. Uh, just be our buddies because we bring this into that kind of realm every day. And we would like to have sure. you. 
because David loves you. He tells me all the time. He does. That's true. He does. So join us, George. And we love you so much. So, so much. Say goodnight, David. Good night, David. Oh, boy. Good night. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a little bit. Bye. Goodness. I'm at the Greyhound at 12 and 10. It's all I need to know. It's all the same. All my friends gather too. It's a show. Someone near, someone far, someone down the street. It's a local bar, nothing new. It's a Someone